Oh, god damn it. Every time. It's like, we gotta remake magic with a bunch of trash cans and pot lids and... Oh, anyway, before that thing happened, Omar was about to say, they updated the Stream Deck, they updated that old firmware there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's supposed to remove the double tap problem. So now you How is that it. a firmware problem, not a hardware problem? It's definitely a problem with the little bubbles underneath the buttons. That's the thing, though. They they added a delay. So you tap it, it goes down, it waits, and then it pops up. So okay. it can double sense. register, but it, it ignores it ignores the it for the time one. being. So yeah. when you when you actually want to do fast movements, you can't anymore. I, I guess not. <laughs> Here, let, uh, let me try this. Let me try flickering on and on the, the little interlude there. That works. I guess it still works. Yeah. Can you do it by accident, though? Uh, let me try. Boop. They fixed it. I think fantastic. Oh. I yeah, totally fixed it. Firmware upgrades. Yeah. Good job. Good job, Elgato Stream Deck. How old is that thing? Uh, this? Yeah. Six months maybe. It's not That's that old. It? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. And That's good job, uh, live viewers and not live listeners for tuning into another episode of Dude Soup. Welcome to a. Uh, uh, this is a spooky dark thoughts. Dark. Did he warn you about that? No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm jumping you a little bit. I just I share docs, but I should I should probably prompt people a little more. Yes, we're going to talk about some dark, grim, dark thoughts today. Deep, dark. Oh, I'll, I'll move on. I, I'm I am your your master spooky ceremonies, uh, Lawrence Sontag, joined by a fine panelist of people who are going to tell us all about their dark thoughts. Uh, first of all, the spookiest uh, man I've ever known, Jacob Fullerton. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, he was doing a little JoJo's pose uh, to to illustrate how spooky he is, and then master of negativity. That's right, Omar. Oh, Omar De Armas. You got me good. Got him real good. He went from uh, positive to negative, and now it's it's due to it's all good. Yeah, it's all bad. And finally, for, uh, podcast uh, luminary. I'm afraid of nothing. Lawrence. Yeah, well, that's that's also why afraid I'm of nothing. I have no here. fear. Uh, ooh. I, I almost tripped over a black widow last night. It was, I almost literally just caught myself in its web with my leg, and I, my eye caught it before I tripped over it, and my reflexes, my cat-like reflexes, I jumped over it, and I saved myself. See, my bones would have locked up, and I would have just fallen nope, over. Nope, nope, jumped Wait, right over it. Would Too it have tripped you, tripped you? Uh, basically, I would have kicked my, my leg into the web, and then it would have, like, tangled around my leg, probably, okay. and then it bit me, and I would have died. Died. Yeah. Died but, immediately. I didn't. Bruce wasn't afraid. Because I wasn't afraid. He kept himself cool, calm, and collected, assessed the situation, and then just kept walking. I also didn't kill the Black Widow. I let it live. Oh, yeah. I didn't turn on the recording light. Oh, that's fine. Oh, well. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by three sponsors. We got a double wide. Uh, Sherry's Berries, Beachbody, and Movement Watch. You can get 20% off uh, an order over $29 by going to berries.com and earn, use our code DUDESOUP at checkout. Uh, you can also get a free trial membership to Beachbody On Demand by texting DUDE, that's D-U-D-E, to 303030. And get 15% off your Movement Watch order by going to movement.com slash DUDESOUP. And we'll recap all of those soon. Uh, Killweiss again on Twitter wants to know if there's going to be some dark mind freaks. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I still haven't made that, that bumper, though. I got to do that. Yeah, you do. The mind freak bumper? Why don't you just rip it off YouTube, that, the one for Chris Angel, and then put yeah. your face on it. I don't know. If, am I allowed to use his music? Is did he still you, using it? Did you know there's a mind freak song? Yeah, I watched the show. I am a mind freak! Yeah, terrible. Like, <laughs> but then he's got like a Jersey accent. He's like the least mind freak. garbage. Guy. It's awesome, Bruce. <laughs> I don't know. I think a Jersey accent is probably the most mind freaky. <laughs> I guess you're right. Man, if you want somebody to freak your mind. Joysies. Uh, so yeah, dark thoughts. Uh, and these dark, grim thoughts. Uh, this foul specter hanging over us will be prefaced with a story. That story is me in my apartment <laughs> last night cooking some chicken. It's not dark yet. It will be soon, I promise. 
So there I was cooking chicken, minding my business. The oil was hot, the chicken was bubbling, everything was great. Frying, sizzling. A better word for chicken. This is gonna be like Final Destination. A little bit. A I'm little so bit. Like, no, he already told me where the story goes. Yeah, I, I abbreviated it. I'm going to embellish <laughs> it fully now yeah. for you. I'll give you all the texture, all the dark, grim details. So uh, I heard this like crazy thump thump, like one of those that shakes the building. First thought, uh, being somebody who was active and aware, earthquake. It's like shit. Here it is. This is a big one. But then I heard a lady screaming, still kind of earthquake. Um, but then I was like, maybe somebody just fell because it was the only thump. Like it was only one rumble. Um, and then, yeah, all I hear is this lady yelling for help. Um, so I'm like, well, shit. Uh, this is this is the moment heroes are made, is what I thought to myself. You gotta help. <laughs> Put <laughs> down thought, your chicken. I did. I, I took the chicken off the burner, turned the burner off. Don't want that oil getting everywhere. What? <laughs> you don't want that fire to get everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. More, the, more the important part. Yeah. Is the fire going to help the situation? No, said my brain and my, uh, my moment of clarity and heroicness. Your, your hero brain. So I heroically moved the chicken to the other burner and turned the burner off. And then I ran outside. Uh, and I heard this lady like moaning down the walkway. So I ran over there and there's this poor lady crumpled in a heap on the ground and The stairwell to the second floor has fully collapsed. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, and it's concrete by the way It's concrete and metal, but it's concrete and metal that was bolted into wood um, Which <laughs> not great. Well, and your apartment building is fairly old. I would say yeah they're, they're in the process of renovating it, but I guess they didn't get around get around to that part Jeez. yet Anyway, this this poor lady was coming home with her groceries and the stairway just gave out under her um, And she fell like a good 12 15 feet um, and hit the ground so that sucks uh, And I was like, oh shit. What do I do? What do I do? And she was like, uh, and so she was like super dazed But still alive and still like coherent <laughs> so, still alive. so I just like okay cool. See you later <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I said I'm sorry, but I have chicken to cook uh, if you want some Maybe there'll be leftovers is what I said. No, I, I just stood there waiting for her to like respond I was like, do you need help? And she you know couldn't really answer at the moment. Yeah, obviously Lawrence. Yeah, I know I know but I don't know so I tried calling <laughs> I tried calling 911, but my phone is fucking up. So uh -oh. it actually couldn't make the call what that's I feel like that's almost that's a illegal. big problem That's a huge problem. Well, yeah, cuz you were what what happened is you were probably in between your Wi-Fi signal Oh and no, it wasn't that. Okay, uh, this is that another happens issue. to me at my house all the that time. That should not be happening. Well, you should be able to make a call to nine one one at any time. So here's the problem I've been having with my Nexus One. Brief aside, uh, this is also a dark thought. Um, my phone's <laughs> fucking up, and it sucks. It's a Pixel. Yeah, it's Pixel a Pixel One. It's not old enough to be uh, uh, having these problems. No, it's but, not. Um, essentially, every time I try to play audio, the phone will not play audio, and instead crash. Um, uh, sometimes it can play audio. It definitely can't play anything through earbuds, which is really weird. Um, so yeah, any involving making a call anything that accesses any kind of audio hardware in the phone will Make the phone like up like act really weird and then lock up So I tried calling 911 and it just was stuck on calling which oh, is what happens because I had this problem with this phone before and actually had to get it exchanged anyway luckily uh, Another another gentleman on the second floor came out and I was like talking up with him while she was trying to collect herself And I was like hey have you called an ambulance? He's like yeah, I called the fire department. So I was like, okay good We're sat there. Otherwise I would have run and got Stephanie's phone and oh, by the way, this entire time Stephanie was uh, on an exercise bike, listening to music. So oh. she didn't. This whole thing happened, and she had no it's idea. All happening in the background behind her. Basically, yeah, <laughs> like outside the window, like a naked gun. <laughs> so this this poor lady starts to get up, and I'm like, "Don't do that. Maybe just sit there." And she's like, "Uh." She's still getting up, and I'm like, "What do I do? I like, I grab her and shove her down?" No. So oh no. <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, hold on." So I ran back into my apartment, brought out a chair, because I'm like, Ooh. "If she sits down, maybe she'll just stop moving." Yeah. So I slammed down the chair. 
she was like, oh, thank you. And she like found her way to the chair and was sitting there. And she was just dazed. Like she was still taking in what had happened. She's like, oh, I guess the stairs gave way. And she had her bags and she was like, oh, it's holding my bags. That's why I couldn't grab onto anything. And I was like, this isn't, I mean, if stairs fell out from under me, I would just hit the dirt like a lawn dart. And I'm like, man, you wanted to Indiana Jones it. That's pretty cool. Um, so she was like, oh, hand me my bag. And I was like, you just fell. Maybe you shouldn't be holding stuff. And then she was like, oh, yeah, this arm feels weird. And she started, like, really oh, no. squeezing it hard. Oh. I'm like, oh, don't do that. And she's like, I can't move it. I'm like, yeah, you probably oh, can't. God. Stop squeezing it. The but arm she bone sticking out yeah, of the sign. There was a lump. Ooh. Yeah. So there was no blood? God. She was wearing a long sleeve shirt. No blood? There wasn't any blood. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, so she was like, oh, hand me my bag. Uh, Give me my phone. So I did that. And I was like, I was holding it out to her. And she was, like, holding out one arm. And I was like, should you be holding stuff? And she was like, I oh, don't worry about it. This is a good arm. I was like, man, this bra's pretty tough, actually. <laughs> so I gave her her bag when she was rifling through with her good arm. She pulled out her phone and stuff. And then she, I was like, hey, do you need help with anything? And she, she kind of took a breath and was like, actually, yes, I do have a favor to ask. Uh, could you put my groceries away? <laughs> Can you go delete oh, okay. my internet history search? <laughs> <laughs> go turn off my PC right now. Um, something similar, well, different version of it. But she was like, yeah, I have spiralized cucumber. Also, can you feed my cat? He's going to be hungry. So I was like... Does she think she's gonna die or yeah, something? Yeah, like right there on the well, spot. I mean, she's, she knows she's going to the hospital. Yeah, so nice. I did. <laughs> she gave me keys to her apartment. And she's like, "I'm in, I'm in the one, I'm in this unit." I'm like, okay, all right, let's do this. So How did you get upstairs? <laughs> I went to the other side of the building because <laughs> okay. they're like connected via walkways. So mm-hmm. yeah, I had to run all the way around. Ran up, went into her apartment. It's actually a very nice place, very clean. So good, good job, uh, poor lady with a broken arm. Uh, got her spiralized cucumber. Put that in the fridge there. And then, like, the weird part was, so she had her cat locked away into a room. So she's like, just go in the room, and then uh, cat food will, like, be in a cabinet. And just put two, two cans in the bowl. So it's like, okay, here we go. So I open it up, and then there's a cat in there. And then there's this weird moment where we, like, stare at each other. Because he's like, I want food, but you're not the right person right now. <laughs> so this, this cat was meowing at me. I was like, hey, bud. All right, let's get this over with. So I was rifling through this lady's cabinets trying to find cat food. And then the cat starts hissing at me. Oh, no. Like, oh, please don't attack me right now. So I, uh, if I'm anything, I am empathetic to all living creatures. <laughs> <laughs> I can just know what living people want, and uh, I give it to them. Uh-huh. So, uh, <laughs> what about cats? Definitely not <laughs> yeah. cats. Okay. No, I, I sat down for a bit and like put my hand out, and it smelled me, and then stopped hissing at me, at least. Oh, that's good. And so I found the food, and I was like trying to bash it into the bowl, and all of a sudden the cat's my best friend, like rubbing on my leg and stuff. So I feed the cat. Throw the, throw the cans away, get out, I'm like, okay, here we go. And I go back downstairs, and the fire department hasn't yet arrived. Hmm. So the lady's just sitting there kind of still in a daze, and like, do you need water? So she had me then take her bag up to the room, and by the time I came back then, uh, the fire department was there. And they were helping her out, and like, the dude, <laughs> it's so funny, the, the shift in tone, how quickly it goes from like total tragedy to lighthearted, lighthearted <laughs> romp. Because the fire department dudes were all like cheery and happy, and, and that's probably to you know make the the person who had suffered an accident feel a little better. Absolutely. But I was able to like yell like, "Hey, your cat's okay." Gave the keys to the officer to give to her, and then she was carted out on a stretcher. Uh, and I went back in, started cooking my chicken again. Stephanie came out. I was like, "Woo, what a workout!" <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's been an interesting twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> the key to this is this is where does this go to dark thoughts? Yeah, dark thoughts. I'm glad you asked, Omar. Uh, it could have been Lawrence. Almost exactly on cue. It could have been, okay. Well, it could have been any of us, but... True, but it could have been Lawrence, because he's the only one who walks through the building. Or Stephanie. 
Stephanie, not exactly. up the stairs though. So there, um, in the there, there's like a series of concrete and metal stairs, the exact same set of stairs, basically going to the parking structure of my apartment complex. And at the top, where the stairs meet the second floor of the structure, you can tell that there are like supposed to be bolts and stuff there holding it in, but there's just nothing. Oh, there's like a gap of air. I'm like, mm, that seems really weird. And when you're going up the stairs, you can see it kind of shift. Really? <laughs> oh man. Now that you know that they're going to collapse, you should probably get your building on that. Well, yeah, so that's the problem. Stephanie has said repeatedly, I'm just so afraid that when I step on those stairs, it's just going to fall. And, you know, you on a day-to-day basis, you have these weird, dark ideas about all the terrible things that could befall you in this chaotic world. You know, an anvil could fall, a baby grand piano could fall on you if you live in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Uh, you could drive directly into a wall that's painted to look like a tunnel. <laughs> these are all, you know, terrible things that could befall all of us. It's, it's rare, though, that you see one of those things happen, like, right next to you. Uh, you know, like an elevator falling or something like that. So what I was curious about, given that my girlfriend had recurring thoughts of stairs collapsing, and then it happened right outside of our apartment, I was curious if you guys had recurring dark thoughts about the mm. world you live in and the things that could befall you. Did you ever think that Stephanie may have caused it? Maybe sabotage. She think, said she, she was on the exercise bike, but I didn't see her on it. Oh no, I don't mean that. She put oh. it out into the universe. Oh, oh yeah. She kept saying, "Those oh. stairs will collapse. Those stairs will collapse." She tempted fate, and then eventually they collapsed. You ever think about that? I didn't think about that, Bruce. You ever think that maybe this woman that you were assisting orchestrated the whole thing so that you would do her chores for you for her? <laughs> <laughs> her I didn't think about that. I'm a fucking sap. <laughs> I mean, it 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 did slightly occur to me when I went into her apartment. It's like I could just rob this place right now. I can just take everything. Maybe those that are, my those dark are the dark thoughts. That's a right cascade there. of dark thoughts Dude, spiraling while down. We're, uh, while we're talking about this, Lawrence, will you call up some YouTube videos of people hurting themselves? Oh, sure. Because <laughs> I on. love America's Funniest Home Videos. Just fail yeah. army. Yeah, yeah basically. Man, oh, man. It's so great. No, it is great. The pro- problem is we're probably going to be... Oh, it's not a problem at all, but I'm sure eventually we'll be exclaiming it. The people falling over that no one else will know about. Oh, that would be very funny. Um, I have dark thoughts all the time like that. Oh. Uh, what, is, what is it called? Aaron Marquis introduced this to this concept. Where it's staring wow. into the void, and it, it's a, there's a French term that uh, means staring into the void. Meaning, look it up here. basically, if you think about it, it's like, well, what would happen if, like, you have a knife in your hand and you're like chopping onions or something, oh. mm-hmm. and somebody walks into the room and you're like, what would happen if I stabbed them? Or like, you, that, you you go there and like, oh, what would happen if I just accidentally cut my fingers off? Well, yeah, but that's an mm-hmm. accident. I'm saying like staring into the void is like for me, what would happen if I did something to someone else or did something to myself? Yeah. Like often I think I'm driving and I'm like. I had a bad ah, day. The it's appeal like, of the void, yeah. La pelle du vide. La pelle du vide, that's what it is. Um, where you're driving, you're kind of like, what happens if I just yanked the wheel and the whole car turned mm. and like flipped? And like, you'd hurt a bunch of other people, obviously, but then also... <laughs> yep, here we go. But people then also, falling. man, I love these videos. Yeah, uh, they're so good. <laughs> yeah. But then also, you probably kill yourself or really hurt yourself. Yeah. It's uh, like... That happens I, all the time. Yeah, I understand that. It's like, you think like, if I was insane, yeah, it'd yeah. be so easy to do something terrible. Yes. And things absolutely. like that. Like, it's like, yeah, I've had that thought, like, driving as well. It's like, we're all in these metal death machines mm. that we're just all in control of because we want to get through our day and yep. make money and stuff. But if I was a lunatic, I could just, like, do damage with this. Absolutely, you could. I'm not a lunatic. Just, not yet, just anyway. saying. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if I, I feel like I must think that stuff, but it's not something that I'm registering and being able to remember. That's, well, that's probably bad. Good. That means you're crazy. <laughs> that means it is crazy. That means you're because crazy. Because if, you, if you're not self-aware to the fact that you're thinking about those things, 
You're probably going to do one of them, Omar. Just You're by a accident? serial killer, yeah. Where oh, were shit. you the night that these stairs collapsed? <laughs> yeah, Omar, what were you doing I had last my, night? my Allen wrench, and I took out all the fucking, <laughs> all the screws that were holding it up. Oh, geez. Yeah, speaking of Allen wrenches, uh, it was weird because nearly 20 minutes later, after the lady had been carted away, then suddenly there was the sound of construction noise because they were removing all the debris, basically. And it was like this, this uh, maintenance crew... And man, they were having a great time. I mean, it's after hours and stuff, but it's just weird. Some lady uh, snapped her arm in half, and then these dudes come out high fiving and being like, "Oh shit!" And then like grinding. It was like grinding metal and giant thumps and stuff at like eleven o'clock at night. Weird evening. Uh, <laughs> man, <laughs> very eventful. My uh, good for you though, Lawrence. Good for you for going out there yeah, and you, taking you care. Saw, of yeah, you, you helped I was that a woman. hero. You hero. Her. Yeah, no joke. I didn't say you're a hero. You just did what you should have done. I guess what uh, I mean should have is is strong because lots of people would not have done that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is you should do. There weren't a whole not, lot of what, people. Not out. what you would do, but what you should do. I saw a lot of people looking from their windows, which is kind of a bummer. But also at the same yeah. time, more people wouldn't have helped. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. The real bummer is there's this cute family that lives right across from that, and there were like three kids. Standing at this giant window staring at this poor lady who had just fallen Ah, what you gonna do my um My basic my basic recurring fear. I remember from when I was a kid And it doesn't have anything to do with the movie it because I never saw that <laughs> lest lest your mind go there But I remember being in our, our crappy old family van and every time the car would pull up next to a storm drain I always felt like the car would fall over into it and that we would fall into the sewer and oh, then drown yeah, That makes sense it's just something about the slope of the concrete and the way I was looking at it. I remember just thinking, yeah, this car could tip over at any second. I remember just being really terrified of that. Uh, I don't know why. You ever thought about what would happen if, like, a, you know, like the sewer covers? Oh, the manhole uh, covers? Man, yeah. Manhole covers? If they just, if one just, like, basically just went out from underneath you while you're driving over it? Yeah, like I it fell inward that. or something? Yeah, what would happen? I always wonder what would happen to your car if that happened. Gosh. Or, like, a sinkhole? Sinkholes, just, sinkholes are genuinely tearing, they, terrifying. They, they really yeah. are. Because, like, I saw one underneath the house the other day. I was watching a video where, like, basically it had just sucked the entire house, you know, yeah. out from underneath it. Thankfully, they're all gone. But I've seen people drive into sinkholes. Yeah. Where, like, a sinkhole open up, they just fall into it. Because, it, like, it happens way faster than it should. Right, right. I mean, it's happening for a long, long time. And then that, that you yep. know, that straw breaks. trigger, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's scary. It's like, guess, uh, it's earthquakes, man. There's a... Uh, or apparently nuclear war is a thing again. Ah oh, man. <laughs> that dude just ate it. Ah, oh, there's a lot of dudes eating it. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it, it's weird because you can have ir irrational fears. You know, you can be afraid of, of a like, well I guess a spider could kill you. Mm -hmm. But if like, any spider, it's technically an irrational fear because it's not gonna kill you. It can't even hurt you most of the time. But you're just afraid of it because it's stoked something deep and terrible within your mind. Yeah. I I'm kind of fascinated by the rational fears. Jacob, you strike me as someone who is constantly fighting the demons within. Rational fears. <laughs> like things that I should legitimately be afraid of? Yeah, let's hear about all the dark thoughts. Over I want, like, what <laughs> What do you think on a day-to-day -day basis? Because it's weird. I'm, the more I, the more I learn about the breadth of the human experience, which is a really pretentious phrase. <laughs> some people, they're just born with a brain chemistry where every time they experience any life event, their brain immediately plots out all the ways it could go terribly, terribly wrong. And they immediately start being afraid of those things. Hmm. So I don't know if <laughs> the guy with the boom. Is yeah, and I was like, wait, talk, oh, talk, okay, talking, he's trying to. <laughs> Sorry, another video. Some lady fell off a boat, and the sound guy rushed over with his boom, and it looked like he was trying to get her her cries of terror. <laughs> She's reaching forward. He's like, no, 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 don't touch it, don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll short it out. We need this. Uh, but yes, Jacob, I'm curious if uh, if you have any 
dark thoughts. <laughs> okay, well, one of them, and this happens a lot, especially like doing things with video, and it's been the case for as long as I've worked with video stuff, is I worry about the things that I may have done without realizing it. Like, this is a weird example, but um, uh, a bunch of years back, Oh god. No, this oh, is a really no. bad one. This is a really bad one. Oh, oh, fell off a cliff. She's all right. Okay. Um, but a while back I had uh, some friends who worked this vacation Bible school. And they wanted me to come take pictures and get some video and make like a slideshow for all the parents to see at the end of it. So, I procrastinated a bunch and then I was like driving there with it exporting on my MacBook, like on my passenger seat. And then as we put it into play and everybody was all excited, I was thinking in my head, like, what if I just type some profanity in there yeah. and put it in as a yeah, title? I just absolutely. put like, I just put fuck in a moment of not paying attention. <laughs> and all these kids and all these parents at this church like are going to be watching this video. Yeah. yeah. And then they're going to see like three frames of fuck on the screen. <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be my downfall. It's things like that. And mm. it's never anything like a flash frame or something like things that are like, eh, that's annoying, but nobody really notice it it's things that are terrible ah. that i may have done when my mind just slipped so you or think something like that you think there's a, a dark nether jacob residing within that might take control maybe it's possible isn't, isn't <laughs> there another jacob inside us all i would say i would say that there's another jacob inside me occasionally because i have the same the same uh i guess not inclinations but i wonder ifs uh, another thing that i used to do jacob here's something that i i it's sort of like the lapel david but instead, it's I would do these things and I would never see the result, but I knew I was causing people not pain, but like uh, humor. I would write. So here's another. Here's a trick for all you kids in <laughs> high, school, high school or college. Uh, go to a closed classroom that's not locked. Um, they have a chalkboard or a whiteboard. Write something on the chalkboard or whiteboard. And now typically a classroom will have a projector screen that you can pull down in front of the ah. chalkboard or whiteboard. So what I used to do is I would go into classrooms. This is, I did it in high school and in college because I loved it. I would just write penis. That's all I would do. <laughs> I'd write penis in, uh, in a, on a whiteboard, pull the projector down, because then there was one time, the reason I, I would do this is because there was one time I was in a classroom. Uh, the teacher came in a few minutes late. Um, we were all sitting down, and he was like, all right, everybody ready? And he pulled the screen up, and it said penis on the, on the board. <laughs> yeah, everybody the, got a good laugh. You were the original American Vandal. Uh, I know, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> like, that was really funny. So I've been doing that ever since. Uh, I still do that if I see a, a, a classroom that's closed. Yeah, they got all those fancy projector boards and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah it's a little no harder. No pens anymore. It's a little harder now. But uh, <laughs> but if if you have if your teacher has that, and they're prone to coming in late, then do that. Oh, Have you ever man. seen the one where the people draw the cat, but there's a dick inside the cat that's with permanent markers? So the cat, no. the cheater oh, goes they erase, to erase it, it yeah. and then it and reveals a penis. Left. A penis. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's ingenious. It's very genius. Wait a minute. Hold on. I, I got to see this. They, yeah, they, no, they erase here. it? This is magical. Yeah, they because it's like a picture on the thing, so Let's they go to erase it. I type in penis, penis cat. cat. That'll probably no, break whiteboard. It's right there. No, it's the first one. It's the very first one. I can I can see the yeah, dick. You see, I can it. see it. <laughs> <laughs> how do they? How do you know where to, which parts to erase and which parts to not? You don't. You don't you they don't. just wipe it down and then like because it's just a stupid picture. Well, they're gonna go off the tail first, right? So, well, it's you erase the whole thing. Yeah. You're just being careless. And about then it. just dry erases like the the permanent marker is left. Oh, nice. Oh, and then erase me as becomes the. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, damn it! It was supposed oh. to say penis. 
You blew me away. Oh, I love it. Magical. That one was that one was staged, but there's no, a, yeah, there's, it's staged, but that's yeah, still really cool. That's yeah. a good, it's a good idea. And then the, and then the penis is burned into the whiteboard. It's there forever. <laughs> Man, I wish I did cool things in school. <laughs> You could have typed fuck into that vacation Bible school, Jake. I know. I could have just done it and just just gone. Just left it all behind. You could have just, me. yeah, oh, Fight Club did. Left, left my impression. There you go. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, see, so you get a good laugh on the teacher. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. You got to lighten up the mood in a classroom. Yeah. Everybody's adults. A little, little penis. Oh, look. They even draw little, little squish parts on the bottom where the balls are on the floor. That's oh, because it's just sitting. Yeah, it's just sitting upright. It's just saying hello. <laughs> oh man, now we're going down a we're going down a rabbit hole here. Yeah, we're gonna get See, we're is, gonna get this lost. Is, this in is the kind of stuff that I used. Oh, to Oh, what the fuck? That freaked me out for a second. <laughs> oh, shadow. Oh, it's it's just a video. Got it. Okay, so the teacher what? made this. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. I th look, teacher pranks are cool and all, but it's way cooler when it's a student prank. Yeah, <laughs> way cool. You're not allowed to be funny when you're young or yeah. old. Sorry. Yeah, that's just, you're right. That's the stuff. look how in sync he is. Yeah, he did a very good job. <laughs> he must have spent hours and hours and hours on this. <laughs> Instead of grading papers or doing work. <laughs> teaching kids, <laughs> but these hey. kids are going to remember him forever. Uh, they might. You're right. School can be fun, and if you've ever had a cool rad teacher who does a, a shadow prank, maybe you should buy a Valentine's gift for them. Valentine's. Yep, makes sense. <laughs> Love can bloom anywhere, even in the classroom, and that's why Sherry's Berries would like to remind you that Valentine's Day is coming up. Is that a full box? It is a full box, Bruce. Uh-oh. Uh, no, so, no berry goblins has yeah. gone in? <laughs> the countdown has begun. We have a full box the of seal. Sherry's yeah, Berries. Oh, broken the seal. Awesome. Now the goblins I think this might come. be the first time we've ever had a full box of Sherry's Berries on the podcast mm, ever. Because wow. it arrived right before we recorded. And perhaps before the podcast is over, they'll be gone. But yes, Sherry's Berries is the perfect gift for Valentine's. It's food. Who doesn't like food? Sometimes it can be challenging. Oh, that was pretty cool, actually. Anyway. <laughs> um, sometimes it can be challenging to figure out what to get for people who have everything, including your love, the best gift of all. But you can go one better by giving them some nice Sherry's Berries. They're chocolate-covered strawberries. Everyone loves chocolate-covered strawberries, no matter what. That's, my, that's a promise from me to you. Uh, and you can get 20% off any order over $29 uh, just by going to berries.com and using our code DUDESOUP at checkout. You can schedule deliveries, so if you're wondering about what to do, or maybe you just you feel like you need to plus up your Valentine's Day plans a little bit, maybe you got a spa plan, but you want to do something a little special, you can go and order that now. Get it all scheduled up and loaded in, ready to go, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. So once more, that's berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com, and use code DUDESOUP at checkout for 20% off any order over $29. So thank you, Sherry's Berries, for the sponsorship. They have dark chocolate, just like our dark mm. thoughts. Oh, it looks so good. Mm. Good job, uh, Dr. Barry Corey. <laughs> so your guys' dark thoughts and stuff are all like things things you could do to other people, not like, oh, I'm scared, you know, my dad's going to die or something. No, no, I'll, I'll think of That's like uh, a thing that I do often is anytime I'll go to a restaurant or a movie theater or anything like that, I think about what, like, let's say the worst, let's say there's a shooting, right? What's the worst thing that could happen? I think of exits. I think of ways to get out. I also think of ways to stop them. So, uh, you could be a hero just like me, Bruce. <laughs> right. Yes, I could be a hero just like Lawrence. Um, <laughs> you're just waiting for your day. I, you're planning every Omar, day for your I opportunity. I kind of am. <laughs> um, because that's, this is some, something I thought of all, like a, a lot. I think probably ever since like uh, Columbine. It's probably initially when I was like, holy shit, what would I do in that situation? And so then I think about I've thought about it ever since then. Um, basically, like if there's a natural disaster, that's a little easier because then you're like trying to find the exits, trying to make sure you help people out, uh, that kind of thing. But if there's, something that's uh, related to a human, they're doing something to someone else, then I'm like, well, you know, fucking stop that shit. So how are you going to do it? 
I it's, think about that. It's so funny that you mentioned the being in a movie theater thing because um, a few weeks ago I went to go see Shape of Water by myself and there was this really sketchy dude in the theater with me too. Yeah, I've done this. Yeah. And like, I, it, I didn't really think too much about it, but this thought crossed my mind and I started thinking about like what I would do because mm-hmm. there wasn't very many people in this theater. So I'm like, hmm, not too many targets for him. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I was like, well, I'm right here and he's between me and the exit. But it's just all these things are running through my mind and I probably didn't have to worry about it. This guy was just weird looking. But it's good that you did. Yeah. It's yeah. good that you did because you never know. Yeah. You, know, you never know. That stuff happens really quick to you. Like you, yeah. you, think, you think you're thinking about it for a long time, but it all goes by like right. yeah. your brain right. is really fast. I, I would, I, it doesn't happen so much to me anymore. Like, I think I've rationalized a lot of this stuff away, but like when I was younger, I would think about shit like that all the time. Like oh. every time I would go and my parents would drop me off, I would think like, Oh, what if, what if they never come back? I oh, thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, Absolutely. you know, like I'm, I like see somebody that I haven't seen for a while. Like, Oh, what if that person like dies tomorrow and I didn't say this or I didn't do this, huh. you know, like that kind of stuff used to stress me out to no end mm. when I was younger. But now you take it day by day? Well, like, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe just, like, more life experience. Like, I know that, like, the likelihood of something happening like that isn't... Very and, and it's also, oh like, my goodness I've, I've done what I can <laughs> in, in the time Come that I have. Come with your hand. Yeah. <laughs> now the internet can't see. <laughs> Sorry. I think we just saw a gentleman's twig and berries. No, we didn't. <laughs> I made it on YouTube, so it couldn't possibly be. I, I still think about those things. Um, there was one time, I remember, uh, I think it was my aunt. My aunt was saying that she was like early on when I was young I was like 13, 14 um, she was looking at my mom we were at, uh, at a lunch or something and she was like should we tell him and my aunt's looking at my mom like that and, and I was like well you knew you were adopted at that moment I was like yeah I was like what are they going to say to me mm-hmm. here what's what's going on and she was like well we've got a gift and I was like well what's the gift and, and my aunt was saying basically that there were a couple times that she would look at a person just any old random person co-worker, friend, whatever and be like I'm not sure if that person's going to make it through the week. And lo and behold, just like that, oh they, they would die. Oh, my. Just like some sort of freak accident. Like it wasn't even like a, uh, you know, like uh, they were 95 years oh, old. Oh, yeah. Or they had like a heart disease for yeah. 20 years. Um, and, and, and she was like, she was like, there, there are times you might have premonitions. And I've, I've had a couple of those throughout my life. A couple of random oh. uh, premonitions. Um one of us having to do with my ex-wife, but I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, but like I've had a couple of those, and they're they're super strange. I don't know if you guys ever get those sorts of things. Well, I you know like psychic and blah blah blah. Like you can have your own opinions oh, yeah, and stuff, but like I do feel like real in real life, people put out vibes, and you are conscious of that, or not conscious. You are you are aware of those mm-hmm. things, yeah, and those become premonitions, yeah, or I would, like I would agree. Yeah. or things like that, like reading a room when you walk in. Uh, the vibe that someone gives you when they're not like healthy or whatever, like you, you sense those things yeah. before you realize, and then it comes back later on when you've, when your brain is processing the day or whatever. Yep, I'm bringing this up. There's that, a that shit is for sure real. There's a novel, oh, nonfiction, but yeah, Malcolm Gladwell oh, wrote yeah, a book Blink. called Blink. Mm. Man, that I is, used to be so into Malcolm Gladwell books. <laughs> yeah, so it, many of them. It makes you feel very smart. And it? then you get like real deep in the turns outness of all this uh, of everything, and it's just like, God, oh, this guy's a fucking turns outness. <laughs> what's what's turns outness? Well, it's just like everything, everything that he, especially because he's like the poster child of this thing. Mm-hmm. It's like X Y Z turns out it's this thing. Oh yeah, oh. you know, like you know, this guy did blah 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 blah, but it turns out it was because of this. 
well, it's like, other thing that I didn't even tell you I was talking about. <laughs> oh, but so now we're talking about it. He can he can kind of construct a very elegant narrative. He, by yeah, a, basically, you can you can connect anything to anything. Ah, well, like nothing is coincidence. Basically, is kind of what he's what he's getting uh, at. Yeah, it's not even coincidence. Mm. It's just like he's telling this narrative, and then it's it's all like it's not science so much. It's all just like telling a story to get to the point that he's trying to make, yeah. which is not the thing that he started with, Got which it. is the opposite yeah. of the scientific method, yeah, yeah, which yeah, kind of yeah. sucks. <laughs> but yeah. The, uh, I do recall, at least in that book, um, as, as circumstantial as it may be, there were, there were whole sections chronicling the ability of humans to, like you were, you guys were saying, incorporate vast amounts of data and come to very quick judgments that were disproportionately correct. I can't recall, um, who specifically it was, but there was some there was some anecdote about somebody who could, the absolute second somebody hit a ball in tennis, could tell you one hundred percent whether it was fair or foul. Oh, like hmm. just dunk, they knew immediately. Or, or no, wait, I think it was serves. Like they they knew the second the ball left the person's hand if it was going to be a fair or foul serve. Were they looking at it? Or could they hear it? Or like, oh, they were looking at it? it. Okay, but it was just something about the way people moved and their like angle. Yeah, Pe- this person had just seen and played enough tennis that they could just know without actually knowing. So it's that weird middle part of. You're not intellectually aware of all the factors that your brain has considered. It's like instinct. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny you guys bring that up. Well, there, yeah, the other Malcolm Gladwell book where instinct <laughs> is uh, the thousand hours of training or whatever becomes instinct. Oh. oh. The, uh, I, I did realize that, I mean, you have a million thoughts a day and after the fact that ones that connect seem, seem transcendental. But I remember that morning, yesterday morning when I was brushing my teeth. I recalled a certain. I recalled an explanation from a friend that I'd met in Boston. It was a friend of Stephanie's, actually, uh, and he's a lawyer. And he, I, I was, I was, as I do. Uh, Bruce is aware that after a drink or two, I get very conversational. That's yeah, the word I'll use. I mean, you're conversational generally speaking, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but it was amplified, and uh, I was asking him about his trade, essentially, uh, and he said that he practiced law that had to deal with externalities. What are externalities? I said, oh, externalities are a cost that someone accrues on behalf of someone else when they didn't have to pay a cost. And he's like, okay, so here's an example. This is, I swear to God, the example he used. Let's say there's an apartment complex, and let's say the stairs fall into disrepair, and somebody falls on those stairs that they break, and somebody injures themselves because of that lack of repair. Now, that's money that the apartment complex was able to save, and because of that savings, somebody else now has a, has a cost uh, oh, of yeah. medical care. So the idea of the external cost that the apartment complex didn't have to pay by not right. inspecting and upkeeping those stairs is Jesus Christ, this guy <laughs> so wasted. He's sliding down a so spiral staircase. Um, so so that was like that's that's what uh, externality lawyers are for. Um, and this poor lady, hopefully, she, hopefully all of her costs are covered by the apartment complex. But I thought it was weird that that exact morning I was thinking of an example. Of, of like a conversation I'd had at a bar like two years ago about this dude talking about law or externality law. And I was just like, huh, that was a cool thing I learned. And then within 12 hours, that exact situation manifested in real life. Cool. <laughs> no, here's one step further. Oh. Did you actually have that thought or do you think you did oh, because yeah. of what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, so it's funny, it's funny you bring that up, Omar, because I was like, why was I thinking about that? Yeah. I was trying to trace my thoughts back to like an event that sparked that train of thought. Hmm. And... Ah, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was because it I think it just had to do with I was uh, I'd read some political shit and I was just thinking in general like how how annoying and messed up it is that human beings are allowed to ignore the consequences of their actions because there's a lot of that going on right now 
just like I think it, I think it was just some dude on Twitter bragging that America was was becoming number one again. And then it, it reminded me, I'm, I'm, this is me tracing my train of thoughts again. It reminded me of some campaign speech Trump had before he got elected. How he was talking about America's going to take and we're going to win again. And <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> some dude just, <laughs> just crowd dove into nobody. <laughs> yeah, just empty dirt. <laughs> I know. Uh, but it's just like, it just made me think like, for the people who want to consume, how, how they can willfully ignore the fact that their consumption comes at the cost of something. Whether yeah. that's the planet itself or somebody else. Uh, every time you consume, you're consuming finite resources, and if you consume a lot of those finite resources, it has a material impact on the world. It's the idea of zero-sum resources. Anyway, that thought is what also led me to be like, yeah, uh, or rather, I was, I was then thinking, isn't there any kind of system in our society to make people aware of or face the consequences of their consumption? And that's what made me think about the lawyer explaining externalities to me. Say, like, the, say the thing again, externality cost? What did you call it? Uh, yeah, uh, it's called an externality. I don't remember because this was like two years ago specifically. Yeah. But anyway, he... Oh, oh no, that dude... Ah. Let me cover that up for the internet there. Oh. We don't need to see that. Oh, oh man, if you're God. watching at home, look oh. away. I don't know that that gentleman's drunk. He may just be crazy. Oh, <laughs> Were we talking about externality? Yeah, so an externality, uh, I'll, I'll restate it as best as I understand it, is that it's a cost... It's a cost that someone gets to ignore. So in the case of my apartment complex, they got to ignore the cost of Fixing, inspecting and repairing yeah. the stairs and also theoretically get to ignore the cost of this poor lady's medical bills. Doesn't I was going to say, do, doesn't that fall on them, though? I it mean, must. a lawyer it, makes it fall yeah, on them. Uh, yeah, yeah. But if it right. weren't for those laws and those protections, they might just be able to get away with hmm. it. Just be like, oh, you slipped or something like that. You shouldn't have gone on the stairs if they were broken, um, you know. Uh, a good lawyer and uh, lack of morality can do a lot in America. I mean, I'm not, I'm no lawyer, so I can't say, but yeah, I'm, I really like that, that like that idea. That's something that I, I feel like I've thought about a lot without knowing what I was thinking about. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Like, like basically what the cost is like, on yeah, defer, other people in the deferring world. Re responsibility is part mm -hmm. of it too. You know, like I'm not going to do this thing because somebody else will take care of it kind of. Yeah. And, like you know, I'm like not, not moving either. audio cords yeah. off a set. <laughs> well, somebody's got to record a podcast. The uh, the one of the, one of the best examples of that because I know what you're talking about. And I think about it all the time when I'm driving. Um, the uh, the first one and the one that constantly comes to mind is the person that's in the front of the line at a green light. Oh, uh, if it turns green and they don't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like the exponent, the ripple. Uh, you know why they? But I mean, like, I, I'm not saying I know why they do this, but I'm get, I'm betting one of the reasons why they do this is. Because they know they're going to make it. So they're yeah, first. And they're like, ah, fuck it. You know what? I don't want to make the screen light. So they don't go fast. And it's funny because I'll occasionally like, uh, if I'm two cars back on a green light, I'm probably going to make the green light. Or I'll probably make it through. I'll still honk at the person that's in front. Because oh, I'm like, you. yo, dude, get, you got to get moving so the people behind us can mm -hmm. go. You have responsibility. Um, and, and also, obviously, I want to go too. But it, it benefits everybody that we all go fast so that we all get through. Um, and that's one of those things that I, I think about a lot is like somebody who's not thinking about other other drivers on the road They don't give a fuck because you know what fuck it. I'm gonna make it doesn't matter Yeah, it's uh, like even if they're on their phone like and they just yeah. need somebody to honk at them They'll wake up they're like oh just go through my green light real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah It yeah. happens way too often around here. So, yeah, I, no, I think about that a lot on the road I think another maybe this isn't quite the same, but oh, he's having some shadow fights um, for me uh, It's like it's the it's the quiet but combative entry into an airplane. 
Because everyone wants overhead space. Oh, yeah. So there's never really a line or like places for people to line up. So it's just this crowd of people. Yeah. So people just kind of quietly cut in front of others and walk in at the beginning of the line and stuff. And the whole idea is that if you get on early, you can take up as much overhead space as you want because attendants rarely call you out on that stuff. So people cram three or four bags up there. And then the people walk on later have to check their luggage or cram it under the seat or whatever. So it's just like everybody's out for themselves because that's just kind of the pecking order and there's only so much space to go around so you better get yours and that can you can get that by just kind of quietly horning in in front of people and hoping they don't call you out on it and stuff like that it's, it's kind of like uh, oh, go ahead. no no you, you go you okay go it's kind of like um like going to a movie theater with the, with a uh, reserved seats or something and people mm. will just take somebody else's oh, seat yeah. and then like they'll just encourage the next person who yeah, they're in the seat up, just, just go find another seat yeah but it's like that just makes this chain where somebody just gets fucked at the end of it right right I'm like, I think about that all the time. So whenever somebody's in like my movie seat, I'm like, this is my seat. Can you well, please you get move? to tell them to move. Yeah. yeah exactly. And show them that your, your ticket says, you know, that seat number. Yeah. I it's used like, to get so self-conscious about that sort of thing. Riding the, riding the bus fixed all of that. I'm like, like asking somebody to move. And now I'm just like, man, get your fucking bag off the chair. I want to sit down. Hollywood Bowl, too, is a free-for-all, man. You go and people are just all over the place. I'm like, this is my seat. And they're like, there's plenty of seats, bro. I'm like, yeah, but this one's mine and I paid for it, so move. Because <laughs> um, people, they'll buy a cheap seat and then move all the way up. Yeah. And then they'll just sit there and talk on their phones and smoke. And Man, people are cool. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, dark thoughts or whatever. So yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's weird to think about that the dark thoughts you have could come true at any minute. We're supposed to be positive here, but, or rather, I try to be positive. But. I think we're all pretty positive, folks. Yeah. Jacob's the most positive. He is, which even is why though, I was even hoping. Even though Omar's got PMA, I still think Jacob's the most positive. <laughs> I wanted uh, Jacob's got that unending cheer. Yeah, it's great. That yeah. everybody aspires to. I love it. Yeah, who knows it. what's bubbling down underneath? <laughs> He's gonna kill us all one day. But. <laughs> yeah, the exterior. That's what everybody absorbs. <laughs> oh, that's the other. That's the other call of the void. Speaking of baby Jacob, holding a baby. Oh yeah, if you just drop the baby, what would happen? Or if you just like, mm-hmm. just like football it out of a window, you chuck it. It it could take a second. It's the most brittle and divine thing, and you could just snap it in half. And it's like, you don't want to, and that would be terrible, and it'd make you a bona fide monster. But man, if you're ever given a child, I think that's why, to this point, I don't think I've ever held a child, because I don't trust myself at all. What? Whoa. That's scary. That, that is scary. I think it's Jacob's, Jacob's fear. My nether Jacob is residing within, <laughs> and I'm like, if you give me that child, I'll probably just sneeze and throw it into the ceiling. I thought that a lot about, like, holding, have you guys ever held, like, a four-week-old puppy? Um, yeah, I was like, just gonna say that that thought happens a lot with me with like pets and dogs and stuff. Yeah, because they're, yeah, they're like they're tiny little dogs. That if you accidentally sit on, you'll snap their back. Yeah. Um, and like if you're holding them, and I mean I, you know, I think they, I think they understand that you could kill them right away. Well, yeah, there's there's a the, the very submissiveness of a lot of that stuff is they know that they're that you could do something to them. Yeah, that you could hurt them. Yeah, and they're trying to be as weak as possible so you don't feel like you need to do that to them. <laughs> yeah, it's man, it's so crazy that these these things come up because uh, my family got a puppy recently. Oh. Uh-oh. But I'm so paranoid around it because it's small and it scurries around and I'm constantly looking at the floor and like kind of <laughs> scooting my feet around, making sure the giant sure that, that my giant feet don't ever come down on a tiny dog and stuff. And but yeah, same thing with babies too. It's like I don't, it's like, there's so much responsibility in this life that is being handed to me right now. Usually those feelings with me or those thoughts are followed immediately with the most, like, sad 
I'm about to cry. What, <laughs> yeah. what, what just happened in my head? Like, oh, I think about this dog being all fucked up or whatever. Yeah. And it just immediately oh. flips into being like as, as you know, depressed as possible. I, th- I always think to myself right away, well, they are trusting me with their life. So then, uh, therefore, I will treat them with respect. Because, <laughs> because, you know what? If they can do that, then I should treat them with respect. Because I, that's what I would want. If a giant picked me up, and I was just like, please don't snap me in half. <laughs> then it'd be like, I respect you. <laughs> just scratch my behind my ears, please. Yeah. <laughs> I can't reach it and your hands are so big. <laughs> well, speaking, what, did we, what did we turn into right now? Yeah. Where, where's the fail in this? Oh, no, this, this is, is the, Call of the Void. The band, The, the Call, band of, the Call of the Void. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's their entire set at Southwest Terror Fest 2015. <laughs> Southwest Terror Fest. I'm kind of waiting for the camera to swing around and show the size of the crowd. There's there is no crowd. They're definitely not going to show. That. There's multiple camera angles though for this sweet shoot, and they played for thirty minutes. How long <laughs> do you think that dude can play drums for? I mean, yeah, probably forever. Thirty minutes. Because look at him; he's just doing this. Yeah. He's not even moving. You know what he's doing? <laughs> he actually looks kind of lazy playing hardcore drums. That's what I'm, that's he's got what the I'm saying. Kick. No, no, do you think? Do you think, do you think he has the stamina to to really go for it? I mean, no, Aww. obviously. But he's still playing. I mean, like, I can't hear what he's playing. It might be good. You guys body shaming right now? Is that what I'm hearing? I am. Oh, he's standing uh, up. Uh, oh, he's going in. He's going. Yeah, that's great. Right, 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 right. No, he's into it. He's into it. There we go. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I just got back. You know, like, I, I saw Converge less than a week ago. Yeah. And in my opinion, that guy is the best drummer oh, wow. in the world. Hold on now. Cool. He's so good. Huh. Um, I mean, we're not going to hear it, but I want to watch it anyway. Well, that's cool. Color cam. Yeah, this this guy is so fucking just amazing at everything he does. Oh, that's, but, that's uh, so cool. Is he a Neil Pert? A who? No, it's just, Neil Pert Rush. Yeah, uh, no, it's Rush just... Drummer. There's no, a lot this of guy, fucking... This guy is way better than that. No, I, I believe you. There's a lot of dorky... Way better than Neil Pert. Look at this yeah. guy. Look at this guy go! Awesome. Neil Pert's one of the greatest drummers of all time. This guy's fast, though. Shit, man. It looks like they sped the video up. Nope, that's him. No, I believe you, but... No, I think they sped the video up. I think they sped it up a little bit. I'm watching the guy. Look at Kurt Ballou back there. Because you name dropping. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of shitty that they sped it up. I don't know. It eh, it's kind of hard to tell because it's shaking all over the yeah. place, and he's just moving so fast. It might just no, no, no. People are moving on. Yeah, that there. guy's walking around stage. A little metal hair droop. <laughs> that's awesome. First person metal drumming. He'll he'll stand up and drum backwards oh, sometimes. That's, oh, it's awesome. Behind his back. They better so have a cool. back GoPro on there. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this was a weird diversion. Sorry. No, it's cool, man. <laughs> we're we're in freeform territory now. This shit's got to go on for an hour and a half. Letting the dark thoughts consume us. Oh, somebody already staged dove. There goes another one. Uh, so speaking of dark thoughts, yeah, dark thoughts here, right? Before you get into that, like people who dive oh. off the stage with the expressed intent of hurting the people underneath them. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, because yeah. they're going out there. They're not like diving and trying to like land stuff. flat yeah. or whatever. They're going out with like, like feet forward, like projectile, throwing their their ki- like karate kicking into the air. But if and there stuff, ever was a time to do it. That would be the time, I think. Probably the hardcore show that I expect to get hurt at. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the people when they catch him, like throw him to the ground and show him what's up. Well, like there was Good. always like head walking. I would see at uh, hardcore shows with someone to get on top of the stage, and then they'd literally walk themselves out through the crowd, so trying to step on people's heads and shoulders. Yeah. Just take off running off the stage. Oh, so and see cool. How far they get. So cool. But whenever I, whenever I saw somebody do, that, I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> My hands up. No way, but I mean, like you know, you're an hardcore show. Yeah, I've broken yeah. enough glasses and and my oh, nose yeah. and no, my nose. Oh my gosh. I don't fuck around with that stuff anymore. <laughs> I remember, I can't remember what show it was. It was the first show I went to that had a pit, and it wasn't a hardcore pit. Like people weren't throwing closed fists and stuff. But I remember, I remember I was wearing wireframes at the time because I was classy, and 
I got I got like shoved around a little bit. My glasses fell. I was like, nope. So I put them in my pocket. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and then um, did the show. Came outside, pulled them out of my pocket, and they were flat. Like they had just <laughs> they been were. compressed. Yeah. And I was like, this is, it was like comical. It was like a cartoon. Like like they had been run over by a steamroller. Luckily, since oh, they yeah. were wireframes, and I had no fashion sense, yeah, I just bent them back into shape. Or they they get broken? Yeah, or they bent? broke they broke the oh. broke the joint off. I had to glue them together. <laughs> was that on a hardcore show? Yeah. Oh shit! It's awesome. So what's the what are the rules of engagement in a hardcore pit? Like you can punch and kick, or is it still? Uh, just I mean, like- it depends on the show. Like if you're in like a super super heavy like metal, people will like throw windmills and stuff. Oh okay. Where they're like oh, yeah. basically as hard as they can, throwing their fist behind them and <laughs> stepping yeah. backwards. So they're just like windmilling back and forth, high stepping around. <laughs> People backwards? doing fucking high kicks. Is like, it just so they don't see the people they're hitting? Be, I don't know, because you can swing your arm faster? I don't know. Okay. That's it's, it's You're out there to hit somebody for yeah, some It's always the biggest, the biggest <laughs> dude that. would get into the pit. Did you pop your elbow? What's going on over yeah. there? I tried to do like, the back of the arm. Chicken injured himself pop, sitting in a chair. doesn't go to hardcore shows, obviously. Yeah, John and I went to a show for the band called Mild High Club the other day. Mild High Club. Mild, <laughs> Mild High. I wonder if we can find video of the drummer of Mild High Club. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been confused and irritated uh, because lately like I've gone to some some like punk shows and stuff and There is basically no pit and if there is a pit. It's just like dudes doing the circle jogging thing. Yeah mm-hmm. I'm like what? Why and it's a bummer too because I, I don't I don't want to punch anyone But I want to get a little rowdy and then I'm the asshole who's just like way too high level for everyone else Who just apparently wants to drink beer and chill out well you got to wait for like basically the reason they're doing that is they're waiting for something to either the music to get heavier or they're waiting for somebody to throw something because then once that happens then the, then the whole thing triggers right then the whole like mosh pit goes off and everybody gets like super excited and starts throwing shit but usually they're jogging because they're trying to rest well <laughs> but this was during this was during like this is during one of the bangers the jogging was their high level and then the rest of it they were just kind of swaying I mean yeah circle pits are definitely a old school punk thing yeah. bullshit <laughs> I want to sh- uh, shove people around. Hold on. I want to shove people around. You know, I can guarantee there are no pits at Mild High Club. Oh, that's a cool art. Hold on, let me see here. Mild High uh, Drummer. There we go. Got him. Uh, cigar box. Yeah. The, the most exciting crowd thing that happened was there was a girl who was running around and like screaming at everybody, asking if they had a pipe. Oh yeah. It That's it. She just wanted a pipe. Yeah, and she. How did she we, not find one in the in the crowd for she this? She did place? find one as, as soon as uh, <laughs> as soon as she popped that lighter open. The security came over and told her to get that out of here. Oh my god! They didn't want the open flames in there. <laughs> this was definitely a John Smith pick. Yeah, a hundred percent. I love it. He's familiar with him. I he had ice one. Yeah, him. I knew he was. Oh man! Speaking of John Smith picks, uh, this may be, this may not be the combination of flavors he enjoys. But Stephanie clued me into. Uh, there's a big band Tycho drumline that apparently is in Santa Santa Monica. I don't know. Big band Tycho drumline. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't. Yeah, I don't understand Tycho any of that. Uh, hold on a minute. That sounds uh, familiar. So Tycho drumming is the like Japanese stuff, where it's just oh, shirtless yeah. dudes at giant drums oh, banging the hell out of them. Cool. And there's a marching band version of that. There's a big band version of that. So they played Sing Sing Sing, which is like an old jazz standard. Yeah. Oh, big. Oh, I know what you mean by big band now. Okay, yeah. Okay. I don't know awesome. where it is. Dang it. With Tyco drums, that's insane. It was pretty cool, and they were all wearing like cool 50s suits and stuff. Wow, there was a, there was a dude in there who I was like, that guy's definitely into ska because he had a long skinny tie. <laughs> They're and, all like, into ska. A chin strap, probably. If you're if you're in, you're a, in big a big band, band you're yeah. into ska. I'm sorry. I mean, like, is there that many swing kids left? Uh, and by the way, I was into ska, but not into swing, even though I went to swing shows. Shut up! You liked all of it. Everyone liked <laughs> no, all. If you like, 
It was all at the same time. I like the one you, Cherry Pop and Daddy song. <laughs> There's no way you didn't listen to Brian Setzer. Zoot, Zoot, I, I, I didn't ever bought the album. <laughs> <laughs> wait, really? Uh, Brian no Setzer's stuff is really good. Yeah, no, I'm sure they're great. That's more rockabilly, though. I, I, look, yeah. I drew I mean, the it's, line. It's fucking swing I, music, I, right? I drew that line at, at swing. <laughs> I was like, the only nerds listen to swing. <laughs> I'm going to go to my ska show. I think the, the only karaoke song I've done was a Brian Setzer song. Oh, man, I'm sure it was. Stray yeah. Cat Strut, <laughs> right? Guessing? No, no. It was a uh, rock this town. Nice. Right. That's that's what you do, oh, Jacob. Because you were there, I was drunk. Oh yeah, that's right. It was awesome. <laughs> Man, how gross is Cherry Pop and Daddies for a name for a fucking band? <laughs> they got away with it for years. They're still there, I think. They're, they're still, still a band. That what? can't be kosher anymore in, 20, <laughs> yeah, in 2018, <laughs> in, 2018 in, the, in, the, in the world we live in right San now. San Jose, there. Oh, that's just so to, cool. I just had to scroll down more. Oh my gosh. Are they all Japanese? No, I mean this is San Jose, so there's like there's some white dudes or, in there. I, I oh, just assumed what a bunch of nerds. I have Whatever, that. man. They're they're living their best life. Yeah, I like I, when it's the half shirt, like the half naked, like thick dudes. Just you gotta like be a cut ass. Yeah, like just the most shredded up Japanese dude. Like at, they're all there's ska man by the way. Dressed in swings. Yeah, of course yeah. they are. They're playing. Oh, I well, this myself. is way cooler than swing music. <laughs> also, like, it's at a church. Oh man, it's so nerdy. <laughs> it's oh, so it is nerdy. Oh no. Oh, this no. is amazing. Guys, swing is dead. Ska is dead. It's all dead. Stop it. Look at all the suspenders. Yeah. Stop. All that nice hair. <laughs> I tell you, Ska all that guy is. That's definitely him, a Ska boy. Look, I, I had sideburns like him. He's when got I was 16. Oh, I, I, I feel like I, rec I, I recognize that guy maybe. 38. <laughs> he's got those chops. No, I'm surprised no, no. he's not wearing checkered suspenders. Oh man! Oh man! How many of those kids did you grow up with? Oh, so the fucking, many. The the like mutton chops. Well, that's who I was. I had huge sideburns when I was fifteen years old. <laughs> did you wear suspenders and, and no. khaki khaki shorts? Again, that was for nerds. <laughs> I drew the line. Did you wear checkerboard vans? No, no. Uh, I had checkerboard vans. Did you wear a pork pie hat? No. Damn it! That's fucking nerdy, dude. <laughs> I liked the music. Bow ties. But I knew no. But I knew where to draw the line. <laughs> and, the, and the line was that dumb shit that you'd wear to a Scott show. Like, like he'd wear a jacket that said Rude Boy on it or something. I was like, nope. It was a fucking old Dick, Dickies nope. workman jacket. I am not doing that. Knee length shorts and a this real big fish shirt. With a black and white checkerboard piping down the this shoulders. This guy peaked in 1998. <laughs> whatever, man. Look at him twirl. He's he's free. No, he peaked in 1998. Nah. Do you think he is the originator of this band? No, mm. it's, not, it's probably the Japanese guy, right? It's Taiko? I mean, like... Well, Tycho's the style of drum, right? Yeah. Like, how did he get involved with this group if he wasn't the one that got them together? Because he was probably dating one of the other nerds. <laughs> no, this is absolutely... He absolutely was like, hey, guys, I know what we got to there do. We go. <laughs> well, we're going to make it big. It. We're bringing it back. <laughs> I know there's three things that I know that kids love. It's Tycho drums... Sideburns and swing music. That's why he moved to San Jose because of the Japanese swing culture is yeah. really big. <laughs> we got to load up the van. I can't wait till we all get tweets about how so big. So post on Craigslist. We got to go. People are going to tweet us about how big Taiko drumming is right now. They're going to be like, I mean, the, drum, the drums huge. are physically big, of course. Yeah. <laughs> They're good. They got it. Taiko Drum Master raised a whole generation of Taiko drummers. We just got to oh, we gotta activate them. They're like sleeper agents for the perfect kind of percussion. What other songs can they play besides Sing, Sing, Sing? <laughs> Take five, maybe. I don't know. Ugh. I'm not. I'm not. No, there's more white people. They have a whole band behind them. Yeah, I'm just have the band play because you wouldn't get that great. There's drum a line. drummer behind them. Ugh. What is the drummer doing if he's not playing a taiko drum? Yeah, it's different know. kinds of drums. 
I don't know, man. It's an accompaniment. <laughs> I can guarantee that none of them got paid for this. <laughs> We're having a good time. No, the experience is payment enough. Oh yeah, is it? Until <laughs> yes. they go, until they go broke. They have a fan on How back many? there. The old fans. Oh yeah, it's fucking hot. Oh, in really there. fucking hot in there. <laughs> Big non-AC air. Con- I mean, this is San Jose, man. You think they have central air? Mm. Actually, wait. There might be a vent up there. Well, anyway, it's a great time for everyone involved. This might be one of those situations where there's almost as many people in the band as watching. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> That's a, that's a problem with most ska bands. It was, yeah. They have 13 kids on stage and 13 kids in the audience. <laughs> I'd like to thank Tom for coming out tonight. Right. I know. Sadly, our trumpet player is sick, so we can't play half our set. All right, let's go. One, two, three. Go, go, go. All right, let's load in the van again. God, ska bands must have been the worst because you have like five times the equipment. No way. Well, they were. Well, there were. There's five times as many people. There. Yeah, they, they use like four hype men so they yeah. can pick up the drums. Yeah, fucking the boss tone is dancing around on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh, music is great. Do people go to music shows anymore? They must, right? Of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I went to Benny Benassi last week and it was fucking packed. Nice. Yeah, it was jammed. I saw, uh, oh man, speaking of ska, saw Voodoo Glow Skulls and Guttermouth and uh, finally saw The Rev live. That was a couple nights ago. For all you 20 year olds out there, you're <laughs> never going to hear these bands ever yeah, again. So there was a, drink it in. <laughs> it, was a, it was an older crew at that show. A little more seasoned. People who didn't feel like moving much. <laughs> oh shit! You mean lots old of San people? Jose yeah, San Jose Tycho, the Golden State Warriors. Whoa! Oh, look at that. the audience can't leave their seats again. They didn't get paid. Is that the dude again? Th- yeah, yeah, it's definitely the dude. Yeah, he's, he's in the middle. Burns. They he's... definitely did not get paid for this, which That's... is why anybody will have them <laughs> because they're free. Yeah, all right. Yeah, let's do it. They brought they brought their nice suits. So this time they're doing cool drumming stuff though. This is when uh, I get up. To go get a hot dog during halftime. <laughs> I think everybody else did too. <laughs> yeah, no, they did. They had the wow, they're killing it, killing it. Hey, America, melting pot. It's happening right in front of your eyes. I mean, that's cool. Uh, look, I'm not saying the culture isn't cool. I think culture is really cool. Oh, he's maybe got the right. big drum too. Oh yeah, Lawrence or uh, Omar. Maybe you're I right. I think Omar okay. called it. That dude started it. Yeah, that dude is for sure this in charge. Yeah. Bald guy with the sideburns. Yeah, he's got like the biggest, girthiest drum too. Ooh, it's the, it's the center stage drum. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where 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 are we? I, I think I fucked up your ad read a long time ago. No, no, no. I, ad read. I can still play into it. Uh, if you want that Tycho bod, and you're going to need it. When uh, when the ska wave takes you, and then ska's dead, so you have to form a Tycho troop to play your 30s jazz standards, you're going to need the body to match when you take off that robe. Uh, sing, sing, sing hits its its real just real thrust. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, don't like, I like living in that moment as much as I can mentally. Uh, Beachbody, sponsoring this podcast. Uh, for all of your getting shredded for Tyco needs. Uh, Beachbody On Demand is actually a really cool service. Uh, they offer workout programs and also nutrition guides and diet plans and all that stuff. So you can hit both sides of it. You know, you get big in the gym, you get small in the kitchen. That's what they say. So if you're looking to lose weight or gain weight or just get more fit, Beachbody will have the tools to help you do it. They have all the workout routines too, depending on your intensity level. You can go all the way up to insanity, or P90X, things like that, or something a little lighter on the system, yoga, some light uh, cardio, whatever your fitness goals are. If you want to get huge or just get fit, um, the thing that I like about it is uh, it's it's on the internet. So as long as you have a phone that can play sound, uh, you can go to Beachbody, uh, look up your workout, and just do it in a you know in a hotel room, in a living room, and you're in the privacy of your own bedroom. I know some people have some anxiety about going to the gym. This can be a way to get into a physically active lifestyle in the privacy of your own shame. Uh, and you can get uh, a free trial, so you can try it out. Uh, all you got to do is text DUDE, that's D-U-D-E, to 303030. 30, 30. 
You get access to Beachbody On Demand in totality, so all the nutrition, all the diet plans, all the exercise routines, all that stuff, just by texting DUDE to 303030 for a free trial. So thank you, Beachbody. Uh, and yeah, one more, once more, that's DUDE to 303030. Appreciate the sponsorship, and hopefully this will be you guys, you guys starting something new, starting something fresh, getting into taiko drums. <laughs> you gotta pick up hobbies, man. You can't get stagnant as you get older. Some people stay at home and watch CSI. This guy formed a taiko troupe. And, uh... Okay, so, in a, t- in a typical ska band, you need the one woman, right? Like, you need the one trumpet-playing woman. I Trumpet-playing? She's a woman's... This is going to sound real shitty. <laughs> I, I already set it up, Omar. This is, like, nowhere could go that isn't shitty. But, like, it was always... The ladies always played keyboard. Oh, okay. That I saw. That's, uh, yeah. In, in, one, in one ska band I formed and was in... Uh, calling everybody nerds and your fucking band <laughs> playing ska music. What? Yeah, there's me. Um, yeah, there's, there's a young Bruce. Hold on, let me. I had an Aquabat shirt on. It's old Simon. But Davis I would there. never wear a checkered jacket or <laughs> those sideburns aren't too bad. They're not like yeah. they're not big giant yeah, ass right, munchies. You're, right you're good. Yeah. You're good. Uh, not pointy. Too much. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely peaked in 1998. 100. 100. I did. Simon, did you, did you accidentally zoom on that? I think I did. Yeah. Simon, it doesn't matter. Simon's right. I definitely peaked in 1998. 100. Look I was 16 you. years old, Man. and it was great. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> Never been better. You ask me? Oh, I had a I had a female trombonist, oh. female tromboner, if you will. Nice um, trombone is the. Oh, it was she was awesome too. Yeah. Um, and then I think I had a female saxophonist as well. Well, you were beaten at the, the same time. Yeah. Oh, very progressive of you. I mean, I just wanted people that could play horns. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. What did you play? I dr- I drummed. Oh, crazy! At the time, yeah. So this is play. you. This is you three years from now. When you move yeah. to San Jose and the itch takes you. Oh, hopefully I don't go bald. <laughs> <laughs> you get to usurp this guy. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten hair plugs with all that Tyco money. <laughs> no, he's embracing it. Look at him. Yeah, he's all he about it. Awesome. Yeah. You know what, dude? He, this guy gets so fucking laid after this <laughs> this show. Except that his wife left him years ago. <laughs> Whatever, he doesn't need it anymore. He's got the drums. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how big that dude in the the very back is, though. Oh, right behind him. Well, the, yeah. yeah, the dude that He's was playing the basketball. Thing. Oh, is it a shaky thing? Yeah, he was he was playing drums on a basketball earlier. Oh, oh yeah, there he is. I think he's the hype man. We found he him. is the hype man. Yeah, he's he playing the triangle clapping. right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought he I thought he was just clapping. No, he's got a triangle. You're right. Well, that's uh. I oh, bet that sounds. Awesome. Nobody clapped. These people. Oh, there There's a few. These people are up to date even because they're like using end cards and stuff like that. Yeah, good for them. Oh, it's just the same thing. All right. Well, uh, I bet they sound great. Uh, in the in the realm of of I guess who knows whatever Elon Musk is selling flamethrowers. Oh yeah, it's weird. And he already Hummer made just an- talking about that. I like it fucking blows me away that he made like five million dollars already on this stupid shit. Well, no, of course he did. What are you crazy? Those are five hundred dollar toys, and people are buying them they up like nothing. Fire out of because they say the boring company. How hard is this? Come on, guys. You should know that. <laughs> this is fucking Elon Musk. Not, not well, also, also, he's a genius. He's but, a genius, but like... But yeah, I mean, but look, that's absolutely something that lots of people would want. I mean, but $500? I, I, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. It's a lot but, of money. But regardless, of course. Of course they sold for that much. Of course. Look at that's how cool that is. awesome. I, yeah, I definitely want that. <laughs> look at how much fun he's having. <laughs> so it's, it's funny because Adam kind of nailed it. I was... It reminds me... Or after he said it, it occurred to me that he was absolutely right. He's like, yeah, this is the new Apple. Elon, Elon, or Boring Company, which, by the way, is tunnel boring, not the word boring, right. because it's for Hyperloop. Anyway, he uh, he accurately is like, B- B- Boring Company can put out anything now. And there's, Apple kind of showed that there's a whole crew of, like, middle to higher income people with money sitting around waiting for toys to be invented. 
Um, and yeah, that's is, what they're doing. Is Apple the right comparison there? Because I feel like they put out a lot of products that people don't really give a shit about. I guess, yeah. I, I, think I mean, in like computer, like what, like a cell phone? That's not the same. This is like literally bullshit. No, it's a then, toy. Well, cell, cell phone, iPad. I would argue a lot of people bought Apple Electronics that did did things that other things on the market did better. cheaper and better. Yeah. Uh, just because Apple had a factor about it. Um, but, you know, I guess you're right, Omar. Um, I guess for me, they're like height of Apple craze, you know, 2008, 2009. There were people who owned every product an Apple store could mm-hmm. sell. And they were... There was a weird kind of disquieted frustration that there weren't more Apple goodies for them to buy. Mm-hmm. And then the second there would be, they would buy them instantly. Also, where can you buy a flamethrower? <laughs> yeah. Nowhere. Like, obviously, like, to, to me, it's funny. Uh, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, after I saw this, I was like, holy shit, I've always wanted something like that. Because I uh, wanted it to use it for a number of times for videos and stuff. But I'm a, I'm a <laughs> unique use case. Um, but I think everybody wants a flamethrower. Did you wait? Did you buy one for? I was work? just no, thinking no, about I, 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 had. I think they're out, right? I, I'm sure they're sold out. I don't know. Yeah, I actually, made five Lawrence, million dollars. Are they? Are they? Let me, uh, let me see here. Are they on sale? You can buy the hats. I don't want a hat. I you made a million dollars off the hat. I'll buy one right now. Uh, if, uh, here we go. For work. We'll do it for work. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. You can pre-order it. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. They don't it. make them yet. Click it. Yeah. Here we go. Check out. All right. Great. If you if you move forty-seven dollars shipping. If you move over there, I'll type oh, it in. taxes. <laughs> this right, is amazing. Yeah. This is, is the a, most amazing thing ever. I happen to have the credit card. Buying <laughs> a flamethrower live. Let's do it. There you oh go. Oh, my God. So many people hate us right now. No, this is for work. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be excited. We're going to get a flamethrower. I mean, it's it's for work, but yeah, it's... uh. How do you spell boring, not the boring way? There's no other way. There's that's no the same way. way. Okay. That's, a, that's a homophone. Okay, okay. Or wait, no, it's just the same word. Homonym? Yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's funny because I think you guys kind of, at a glance, provided the the swath of emotions that I I I felt. I was like, God damn it, we live in we live in a world where people can't take their kids to the doctor, and yet, <laughs> and yet we're spending dr- five hundred and fifty dollars. That's what it. everybody wants, though. You know that that's what certain people well, want. It. I, I mean, like, people that can't afford food probably aren't just salivating course, over a flamethrower. It, it's trivial to most say. Most people that are listening to this, I, I can guarantee you want this. Also, there is a there's a cathartic nature of buying. Like, like there's a reason that spending money is like people's. I'm depressed. I'm going to go spend some money because like it it does fulfilling that like wish fulfillment stuff does get you out of holes when you need it to. Yeah. So it's not, it's not totally, it, I mean, this is obviously very frivolous or whatever, but like, I'm surprised they can ship a flamethrower. <laughs> it's not full of it's gas. It's not really a full flamethrower. Yeah. yeah it's not full of, they can ship far. anything as long as there's no gas in it. Um, well, but there's know. a reason this stuff is popular the way it is because it is, it, it, it does help people in certain ways. Yeah. I was reading about some like weird California regulations about like, you can't own something that shoots fire if it shoots beyond a certain length, but this doesn't, like go beyond that length right. so anybody can buy this flamethrower and back to that dark thoughts thing Ooh. like if you get into that situation where you need some fire <laughs> and you're the one that pulls out your flamethrower gun you're like I, I have this situation under control guys and you shoot fire out of your gun and you feel like a fucking hero like you're at a swing show and some girl desperately needs a pipe this shit is so boring I need to be high right now look at my boring company flamethrower that I brought with me to this concert (laughs) I'd liven it up a little bit (laughs) yeah I I don't know it's it's I remember Omar to your point I remember reading because it's like god the the generation gap is fascinating to see because there's a bunch of old rich people that are like, you young people waste your money. And meanwhile, young people are like, well, 
I'm under 30 years of, of student loan debt. Mm-hmm. I can't afford most things. I feel like my job's going nowhere. I can't, I can't get any work. So yeah, maybe I'll buy an iPhone to feel, feel good about the world and maybe provide the illusion that I am succeeding for a little bit. And then old people are like, man, fuck that. You're just supposed to deal with your sadness. Save your money. <laughs> I did it. Yeah, and there on top go. of that, they, Thank there's you, all those stories about how the millennial generation is killing all these like pre-existing company like strategies, like bi- money-making strategies business yeah. have because we don't spend the money the way old people spend their money. <laughs> so people are buying more, like are spending more money on food and less money on mortgages. They're like renting for, instead of buying a house, uh, using gig economy transportation instead of buying cars. Ah, uh, yeah. They want experiences, not houses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lawrence, don't uh, close that window. I need that. I will not. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've wondered about the shift in things from possessions to experiences. <clears throat> I wonder how much social media influences that to the degree that if you don't know something can be done, if you just don't know, you're never going to go seek it out. If you don't know that you can, or if you don't think about the fact that you can zip line in Maui or whatever, but if you open up your phone and there's a video of somebody doing it in first person, you're like, Oh shit. That like spending $500 to go have that experience is so much more attainable and real than saving for 25 years to get a house. Where, like, I mean, you can't zip line a house. Oh, you just closed it. <laughs> I'm sorry, huh? <laughs> I, so, hopefully it's in an email. Let me check. Like, straight I, over to So, <laughs> it's, a, it's an instinct, Bruce, and I'll tell you why. Uh, to close superfluous windows, because when oh, I, I sat sorry. down, there was a giant window of, of like, ball-smacking porn. Oh, which no. continually I'm just, I'm just hoping it sent me an email for, as a receipt. It did. Okay. We're good. Yeah. We're good. No, yeah. The one thing you told me to do, I did instantly. Or not to do. <laughs> Well, you see, you you planted that dark thought in his head. I know he immediately. What if I just go? That's your fault. Oh, you can buy a fire extinguisher too, but we didn't. <laughs> you pre-order the fire. That's extinguisher. actually really funny. At least they're being honest. Buy an overpriced, boring company fire extinguisher. You can definitely buy one for less elsewhere, <laughs> awesome. but this one comes with a cool sticker, and the button is conveniently right above. Oh, a sticker. Wait, does it mount to the gun? I don't think so. Oh. I think it's just a, just a, just a fire extinguisher. But yeah, it's going to be in Borderlands because what? <laughs> Yeah, oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh. Randy Pitchford tweeted at Elon Musk and was like, no hey, way. Uh, let's hear your quote. Elon, I'm going to add this to our next Borderlands game. Super serious. Randy Pitchford writes, let me know if you want to write the flavor text. You may have already done so. We'll just lift one of your tweets. And then Elon was like, yeah, cool. Good. When, sure. When is Borderlands supposed to be a game again? <laughs> They're working on Borderlands 3. Yeah, they are. But they haven't said anything. They like showed one picture, I think. Hmm. We were talking about that yesterday in the car, Borderlands, how rad that game That's was. That's right. Yeah. Like in comparison to Destiny. Yeah. That's right, we were. There you go, Bruce. Oh, hey, I got a thing. Got a flamethrower. I wish I'd had one when I was 16. I peaked them. <laughs> well, I mean, they saved you, didn't they? Uh, from not having one at 16 and peaking. Who? The world. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Life. <laughs> they, them. I don't know. I know. The, the royal they. Now, whenever that pre-order comes through, you get to peak again. <laughs> no one gets two. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. Bruce does though. Man, I do. Yeah. Wow. I'll be it's more famous than ever after I spent five hundred dollars, five hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of spending money, and becoming famous, uh-huh. and speaking of the sweet, I got a double segue. Bam, bam. How often does that happen? <laughs> Clay writes: uh, Experiences have become possessions whose value partially stems from their appeal. It's something to put on social media. Absolutely, it does. Yeah. yeah it's funny you bring that up. So, New York Times just put out a really, really interesting article called "The Follower Factory." And it's basically a big expose about the network of fake followers yeah. on Twitter. It's a it's a dissection of like the way the bots are created, the companies that sell the bots, and the way they generate traffic, the way they try to emulate human behavior, the, the like the 
one of the bigger discussion points is that for the people who have done it, and it's funny because these trends emerge, they reached out to all these people that they identified as using the service. Um, three quarters of them said, oh, I did it once as an experiment and then I stopped. Except they, then what, the next buy, line... Uh, buy, buying bots, you mean? Buying like Twitter followers, followers yeah. yeah. Uh, the next line would be like, oh, but then they bought eight, they bought followers eight more times. So like that doesn't really stack up. A lot of people say that they hired uh, like um, sports or athletes and actors and stuff, influencers, will say, oh yeah, I hired this agency to do it and they bought the followers for me and I didn't like that. Hmm. And it's funny too, like almost no one owns up to it fully, but some people I think have the most interesting and true response, which is everyone buys followers and for me to be competitive with them, I have to do it too. I'm actually curious. That's, uh, that's a rationalization of, of the... Hmm. Well, but it's, it also may be partly true. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm actually going to want to ask after the post show during our like question and answer. I want to ask people if they knew, like generally speaking, that people bought followers because we knew that. We I think we've known in the industry for years that this is something you can do. Yeah. You can buy views on YouTube. You can buy uh, Twitter followers. You can buy Twitch Twitch watchers. Um, all that stuff. Um, and we've known that I've known that for at least five years. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's what our audience knows too, because this, this seems like a big expose. Like they're, Oh, look at all these people <laughs> that are exposing that I've known this for years. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, but this is popular culture right now because of the election stuff. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, that yeah. is a big Facebook subtext yeah. is that bots can amplify, uh, or spread particular types of information that match somebody's, mm-hmm. somebody's narrative. Or they can provide the illusion that something was more popular or well-received than it was. So if you buy a bunch of retweets on a tweet and somebody sees that tweet, especially now that Twitter displays the number, if you see 50,000 retweets on a news story, you're like, oh, this must be a big story. When in fact, some shitty news outlet could have just bought those retweets and uh, end up making enough money on the increased traffic on that story. Not because of the retweets, just because of the perception of popularity Mm -hmm. that they come out ahead. Uh, I... This is one of those, like, the internet's broken and we killed it things uh, that, yeah, it is, it is important to know that when you're, on, when you're on the internet, not everything is real. I mean, that sounds so trivial to say, but uh, oh, Richard Roper got suspended because of bots. Yeah, he did, he, yeah. he's actually mm-hmm. in this article, too. Yeah, um, yeah a lot of, they, they call it a lot of people. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's, like a, there's, like, a lot of, like, TV cable actors, uh, adult, adult film stars, uh, a lot of influencer people. Of like, I'm I'm a brand manager and I'll show you how. And naturally, when you go to their Twitter profile, you're going to want to see 1.2 million followers because that's their business. Turns out they just bought that um, for not much money, turns out. No, I mean, have we, you guys ever looked at it? No, Richard What's Roper. that? Like, yeah, look, I, I look just, at how, we, how to do it or what I it would cost. I just looked the stuff. other day. It's funny, right before this, this uh, exercise, we, we were talking about other people in the industry that we're pretty sure have oh. bought followers, but we don't know for sure. Um, and I was like, I wonder how much it costs. Mm-hmm. And so I went and looked it up. Lawrence, what do we find? It was like, it actually, depends. you can look right now if you wanted to. So, yeah, no, there, there's numbers here. The funny thing is, Bruce, it, it determines there are different quality of bots. There are. Which yeah. is a really weird thing to say. So some bots will take an actual user's photo. And uh, so the the case study for this article is uh, this 19-year-old teen girl who had a fake Twitter profile made that was nearly identical to hers. But that profile was like retweeting stuff and liking stuff and she didn't know it existed. But it was only the very like very minor alterations and it's actually pretty clever. So <clears throat> I hate this website. They had what? <laughs> oh, the scrolling like so dynamic scrolling. <laughs> it's cool when you're reading hate. through it. I mean yeah. I'm 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 spot checking, but so in this one, uh, they like changed the color grading of the photo. So like something that uh, a like a automated tool probably could not pick mm. up on. But why would they why would you even do that? To make it so that an automated thing can't scrub 
all users and be like, oh, these two users are identical. This okay, one registered first. That yeah. one must be a bot. Okay. Um, change the lowercase i to an upper, like a lowercase l on the mm. thing, so it looks identical but is not the same tag. Wow. And then this is the this is the thing that we've always noticed: the disparity in numbers. So this person has five thousand. It's following five thousand accounts, but only has eighty followers. Whereas this person seems much more normal, following one hundred seventy-two accounts, thirty-one followers. Yeah. So the disparity of things is weird. Like on YouTube, it's a dead giveaway if something has like thirty thousand and five views and two comments. Like, it doesn't mm. make sense. It's the, not the actual audio, traffic. Yeah, the audience engagement is nowhere near how many views it got. Exactly. And then, like, yeah, I've certainly seen a lot of Twitter accounts that just have a laundry list of retweets, and that's it, because they're bot accounts that are paid to put up retweets. And the funny thing is, the company that they profile in this, uh, Devumi, that's what they call it, they sell a hybrid of good and bad bots. Uh (laughs) So if you buy 50,000 followers, 5,000 of them may be, like, crafted bots, and the other ones are just, like, egg profiles. Okay. And it's crazy because they actually kind of keep scrolling. Sorry about that. Omar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. I just like because it would be so much easier to find stuff. If it was just all on the page all the time. Yeah. Cool. You, I mean, you can use the you can actually just click and drag. But so they actually make a heat map here of like the spikes of activity of somebody's following. So it's like uh, organic growth uh, after the creation of account. All this red is the mass creation of accounts. And then those accounts start following them. Another stagnation where a lot of accounts are created. And then another peak up. So if you look at the actual data and graph it out, the trends become easy to see. But from the ground level, it becomes difficult to, to like figure out who's real and who isn't. That was another thing we noticed, too, is like when you think of buying followers, they're like, oh, I bought 50,000 followers, so they all appear tomorrow. No, no that's not the case at all. Yeah, they trickle mm-hmm. in. They, they slowly trickle in to make it that's seem slow. like you're gaining more and more followers, um, which is smart, right? That's, yeah. that's what you should do. <laughs> well, that's what Davumi does. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that stuff, too, is like the web crawler <clears throat> method where things that become popular become more popular because they were popular. Sure. So yeah. they kind of like, it's like a snowball or what is, what is it? Where the so, world, snowball rolling yeah, down the hill? Too. Yeah, you just like keep going, getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And then so much of like... Is it all fake bots at that point? Just like bots following bots and stuff? Or is it like the, the bots... Like just expose that person for all these real people that might happen to agree with this thing to attach to. So they're like, oh, this person's legitimate. They don't know anything about bots or anything. They just see a big number. Mm, you know, they can yeah. follow it. Yeah. Well, another thing we know in the industry again <clears throat> is the more followers you have, the more you can charge for a tweet. Yes. So they. So like for example, if a company wants to buy, let's say Ubisoft wants to buy your Twitter and have you tweet out something about the new Assassin's Creed. If you have, you know, uh, let's say 50,000 followers, uh, your your tweet will cost $500. But if you have 1 million, then it, you're, you're like, well, no, that cost like 5,000. Yeah, yeah, it's like $50,000, something like that, for one tweet. So it's absolutely worth it if you bought those bots and then you're selling your Twitter account. Um, because you're basically, at that point, you made a profit the first time around you sold one oh, wow. tweet. That's, um, yeah, that's exactly what it, a lot of people are very honest about in this article, people that are interviewed. Like, yeah, I've already made money off of it. And it's like, it doesn't, to the individual, it doesn't hurt anyone. And all you're doing is really confusing people in advertising who don't know better or don't know to check. But yeah, it becomes a little more insidious when, like Omar had referenced, you know, depending on how fervent your belief is in certain things. There is a pretty clear-cut example of foreign countries using those techniques to alter American perception of real-world events. So, yeah, that's a thing now. Um, That is a thing. And it's happening right now, Uh, not not nearly (laughs) in the future. So it's, uh, you know, word of caution on the Internet. If you... 
it's it's weird. People develop these real life senses of like, oh, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. You just get a, like a tingle in the back of your neck when like a con man is talking to you or something like that. The story doesn't feel right, doesn't add up. You need to start developing that sense about the internet too. Like somebody's Twitter profile. Sometimes you can glance at it and be like, something's off here. I feel well, like we need to start having that. I think sense. It was, wasn't it Michael Jones just tweeted about how he had somebody bought him a bunch of bots. Yeah, and I was like, that's why I like Michael because he immediately called attention and was like, all right, these are all fake. Somebody did this for me, um, and I hate it. Like he was super bummed about it, which I actually really appreciated. Give um, somebody else bots. I, well, yeah, I mean, that, I guess you could so say strange. follow whatever account you want. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, true. you can you can yeah. buy them for whoever you want. I mean, if, you, if you're willing to spend two thousand bucks or five thousand bucks, <laughs> doesn't matter. They'll take your money. Uh, Jack Osterman has a pretty interesting question. Has uh, anyone at Funhouse been quote unquote victim to view botting or follow botting, i.e., someone else buys you views or followers? I don't think so. Uh, I know that people view bot someone else's channel on Twitch in order to make that channel seem illegitimate. Yeah, that's a weird hmm. thing. Um, oh wait, somebody did it as an attack. Not like as, as an a, attack. Not yeah. You as do it, and then you report them. You're like, look, they're botting, even though you bought the even bots you for bought them. It, yeah. Oh, shitty. That is real yes, shitty. It's very shitty. Weird. Uh, I saw something weird. So uh, with this very podcast with Dude Soup, um, our our web hosting platform will show us the number of downloads we get, and that's kind of how I compile viewership numbers <clears throat> and stuff, just for me to kind of track how the show's doing. And at a certain point, the download numbers got cut in half. Hmm. And I was like, what happened? The only thing that usually explains something like that is a technical problem. The old Simpsons like, oh, lightning hit the building. So I was asking around, trying to figure out if anyone knew why there was such a precipitous drop in traffic. And it turns out the hosting company had actually changed the way that they tracked downloads. They said, yeah, we changed some stuff. We tried to, uh, to screen out like number puffing and stuff. And I was like, well, I know I've never, ever you know, like looked into artificially inflating the download numbers of the pocket. There's no reason for me to, but maybe somebody else did. Cause I, mm. I talked about on the show before how, how maybe I personally wasn't happy with the show's performance and perhaps a well-meaning fan bought traffic for the show. Mm. Um, Cause I don't think it's hard to buy download numbers for podcasts. It's actually pretty easy. Hmm. All you have to do is download the file and it doesn't like, you can just have a network of computers downloading it over and over again. Yeah. So, I'm sure it doesn't keep track of IPs that download it or anything like that. Yeah, and even then it wouldn't be hard to VPN IPs all over the place and download yeah. them. So I, when that happened, I was like, gosh, did a, did a well-meaning fan try to do me a solid and actually buy downloads for this show? Huh. Or, I, I don't mean, know. Just them changing the way they do it could have, could have illegitimately flagged a lot of people. Is So this, that ties into something I was going to ask you guys about is have you heard of things like Twitter audit? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you go to Twitter audit and you can Secure. basically have it scan your followers or whatever and be like, hey, how many of these are real or not? But if you look at it like you have it, you do it or whatever. I think it costs money for uh, them to do it. First we'll audit see. is free. You might have to sign up, but try it. We'll see. All right. You may have to like, or it's going to make like a fake number. Hey, here we go. So cool. like 30,000 though. That's uh, 82. Sometimes if you go in those things and you look, those are not actually fake people those are just people who use twitter as a read-only service or or like they're you know that only have uh, they have uh, below a threshold of followers of engagement of this that this thing thinks is fake so like those those download numbers could have artificially been way lower than they should have been because of how they check that yeah they just make a twitter to go look at stuff but never actually do anything yeah i I know i know a few people like that that do that that have their own twitter but they never use it so they instead just use it to read their time Mm -hmm. i mean that's basically how i use it like i don't i don't tweet a ton but i look at twitter almost every day yeah yeah me too john leguizamo bought followers (gasps) the the villain john leguizamo i mean again i'm pretty sure they do it like celebrities have done it because they make money off of it yeah Mm -hmm. and like when you look at it that way it's like all right well that makes sense 
uh, from a business perspective because they made money immediately off their purchase. Well, it's kind of like, to me, it kind of reminds me of like social steroids. If you're if you are an athlete, and everyone around you is using steroids, even though it's wrong. And you have to compete with them. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, like, you have to look good to coaches. You have to do it, too. That's just the bar is elevated. So if everyone's buying followers and you're the only one not, or you're one of the few that's not, and you're down there with your paltry 150000 and this other guy comes for an interview and he's got $2 million, I mean, that, that people look at that stuff and they actually do weigh <laughs> it in. So, I don't know. It, there's, you know, there's a lot of tons of black mirrors about how, or maybe just the one, about how people create layers of fakeness um, to play into games that social media invents for us. Mm-hmm. Weird social competitiveness. And this is kind of a visitation of the first very very real example of that. That's been going on for years, though, so this is not a new thing. Um, I did find it fascinating, though. There's a... So, in the in the New York Times profile of Devo- Devumi... Um, <clears throat> yeah, Devumi. Uh, so, it's run by this dude, German Collis, the founder of Devumi, who is like... He's a piece of work, man. He apparently like describes himself as having all these degrees he doesn't have. <laughs> he says he's gone all these schools he hasn't gone to. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, of course, right? Like, why? Why would he be genuine when he's selling the face of disingenuity? Yeah. But here's a here's an amusing anecdote. That's a good word. Yeah, I I'm up there with those SAT words. <laughs> I did graduate from college. Uh, sorry, that sounded really you, condescending. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, so here's a here's a brief anecdote from from the article. Uh, quote, last August, Mr. Callis sued uh, Ronaldo Bo- Boato, a Filipino contractor who previously worked for Devumi as an assistant customer support manager. After being fired for squabbling with other members of his team, Mr. Boato took control of a Devumi email account listing more than 170,000 customer orders, Mr. Callis alleged in court papers. Then Mr. Boato created a fake Devumi. Some details of the lawsuit in Devumi were previously reported by the Bureau of Investigative Journalism. His copycat company used a similar name, Devumi Boost. And copied the design of Davumi's website, Mr. Callis alleged. The fake Davumi even listed the same Phantom Manhattan address. They've, they listed like a non, non-working address. <laughs> Over a stretch of days last, last July, Mr. Boato, posing as a Davumi employee, emailed hundreds of Davumi customers to inform them that their orders needed to be reprocessed on Davumi Boost. Cool. Then Whoa. he impersonated the customers too, emailing <laughs> Davumi under different aliases to ask that Davumi cancel the original orders. Mr. Boato, according to Mr. Callis, was trying to steal his customers. Ms. Rhoda did not respond to emails seeking a response from Mr. Callis' claims. Man, that's awesome. So he's just based the biggest liar in the world. Yeah, but you and get surrounded by other advan- liars. Yeah, some other liar took advantage of that. Man, that's so cool. <laughs> I just love the idea of a company selling fake people, run and then there's a fake, fake version of that company yeah. that, that sells fake people to the... Oh, well, he's all run by a fake person. Man, it's I so want meta. the expose to happen where it turns out these are just two bots. Yeah, that are controlling everything. <laughs> they found this picture of a stock guy, put a filter this on it. It does look really stock, doesn't it? I, I thought about that. I was like, this guy's probably not even real. German Callis is probably not a real human. Although they have, they have like, they have law or lawsuits on record with those names. So I think they have to be their legal names. <laughs> Still, yeah, it's, it's wild uh, where all this stuff is going. And yeah, it's, this, is, this is what since algorithms are more and more deciding what gets in front of you when you open your phone or you go to YouTube or you go to Twitter algorithms can be fooled or manipulated and that's kind of what's happening what happened like remember 10 or so years ago when everyone knew you shouldn't believe shit that you read on the internet like I don't know what happened like you couldn't use Wikipedia as a source in your fucking school 
because everybody knew that you could fuck around with the internet and now it's not a thing like what happened (laughs) certain people knew i think the internet got out to a lot of people who didn't they never got that lesson they never experienced the early days of the internet so they didn't see behind the facade they didn't see all the the pipes and the beams and the water dripping everywhere and the mold in the corner they see like the apple version where everything's nice and pretty and pristine and dressed up and looks professional even though that's all like the fake address that this place has in Manhattan. So they think that all this stuff is real because they didn't see how shitty it started. They didn't see it before all the paint was slapped over everything. That's my theory anyway. I had to fake so many annotated bibliographies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, uh... Did you already do movement? Not yet. Oh, that's what I thought. I was, I was, I was trying to think of a segue. Yeah, the old, the old ticker was was grinding on a segue. Ticker uh, like in a watch. Uh, when you know it's time to stop believing the to internet, stop believing the internet. Buy things look on at the your internet. movement watch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sure. Uh, you can you can look at those timestamps on those retweets, and if they're suspiciously close together, <laughs> watching that second hand. Oh, that's fake. That's a bot right there. Movement will help you cut your way through the confusion of the internet with a sweet discount. Uh, so our friends at Movement are uh, giving us a little discount offer. I'll get to that in a minute. But first of all, Movement watches are delightful, wonderfully uh, affordable, and they look good. I'm down with minimalism. I like simple colors and, and shiny things. That's what I got right here. There's also all kinds of dials on there. They actually work. They're timer dials. Um, but yeah, Movement's giving us a 15% off. Uh, you can get watches for anyone. I imagine this is like a Valentine's Day thing if you're looking for a gift. They have sunglasses and they have bracelets now. So if you want to stack up on all your Valentine's gifts, you can get all your shopping done with the Dude Soup Podcast. Um, you can uh, find any sort of traditional or modern uh, gift for anyone. They, they're adding new watch uh, styles all the time. New uh, sunglasses, frames, and like I said, bracelets. Actually pretty nice looking. You can get 15% off with free shipping and free returns in case somebody maybe doesn't care entirely for the gift you get them right away then you can go to the website and be like okay now you know what it is let's find one that you like uh but you just go to movement.com slash dude soup uh that's mvmt.com slash dude soup for 15 percent off your entire order thank you movement for the sponsorship for making wonderful timepieces uh let's see are we got a net real hard this uh you know what i i figure it's gonna be a, a slam dunk i don't think any Rich, were you here last week? I was not here last week. Oh, shit. Okay, well, let me throw this Ooh. out there real quick. Wait, was I? I don't think you were, because you probably would have. You would have remembered. Oh, would I? Was yeah. The guy with the T-Rex, right? And there was the anime marriage. That was, yeah, the anime marriage. That was the one I remember. Oh, yeah, I was there. Oh, anime you were there? Okay. was awesome. Jeez. Okay, so anime marriage. I, 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 f- I figured, and perhaps I'm, I am assuming ahead <clears> of time, <throat> but I figured that anime marriage was going to dunk on whatever it comes up against. Thank you for covering that face. <laughs> she oh, was yeah, freaking no, yeah, me yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this is an anime marriage. A uh, gentleman married Shinobu. That's great. Uh, a, Wait, in real life? In a Pueblo. So like he, via VR? Enough. Basically, yeah, all VR, and he programmed the entire thing. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. It's so it. cool. He, he, he wrote a script to pull um, to pull avatars out of an 8chan thread and populate them automatically in his marriage ceremony. So other people attended his wedding ceremony in VR. So yeah. all these little flat people are other, the other people. they're all viewers. They're forum avatars. He made uh, this with love. Yeah. Look at it. That's crazy. Uh, he's he's waving at him. It's great. Oh man, it's great. <laughs> and then Shinobu is like, um, oh no, is like a 500 year old vampire in the body of an eight year old. So it's oh, not creepy. Okay. Totally okay. Yeah. Just okay. go rub her on the head there. Like she's a cat. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, God. Nope. Uh, totally if you fine. say so. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. So they, they are now in, in wedded bliss, uh, through the bouquet there. He did? Oh, 
That's about she points. He yeah, goes, you, like, oh, you, you. Oh, it was you. It was you. You, 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 you. Ah, oh, so good. Wow. Wow. So many anime girls. The internet's a wonderful place. So little time. So there's that. And, and then the one I was going to throw it up against. you remember when people got married in WoW and stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, like, PvP raids would try to smash up the ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was great. That was, that was great. That between I'm, two human beings. Yeah, I'm glad technology has made that come full circle for some people. <laughs> so I, I meant to punch this up before, but I was, here we go. So this is this is the other half of net, hard net, I guess. Oh yeah, dude had a this. video game record in drag race for thirty five years because he cheated. Oh no! Um, yeah, somebody somebody finally dug in the game, and like really busted apart the mechanics, and they were like, "You you can't do that." Uh, his record was actually impossible. So he has been uh, he has been the world record holder in dragster for thirty five years, um, and has now been debunked. How dare you how make a mockery? Do, how did he do it? How did he cheat? I Wait, was he young when he did it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 35 years ago. He's been holding it for 35 um, So I apologize because I haven't fully read the story. Yeah, I, it's funny because I saw the headline for this and I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, he just submitted, <laughs> he submitted to Activision's official fan newsletter a time of 5.51 seconds, which the company recognized in print, awarding Rogers a patch. <laughs> Twin Galaxies later added Rogers to its own leaderboards in 2001 uh, and Guinness oh, Records. So that's never, way less cool. It was never double checked. Yeah, pretty much. They're just like, wow, we got a fast time in our race. <laughs> Regis never provided, recorded, or other proof of his 5.51 time in Dragster, a sticking yeah. point in the years that followed. His personal website offered a simple explanation of how he achieved the unbeatable time while maintaining Activision certification <laughs> of his time highlighted. But he never showed how to do it. Like, he never showed himself playing it. <laughs> Hold on, let's see your layback machine. The return of a legend. Oh, my Could he beat the champ Ted, Todd Rogers? The man behind the legend. Oh, let's see. Oh, this is Wayback Machine. I was like, this yeah. website still exists? Oh my god. This is all this man has. Wow. And we took it away from him. See here. Well, this dude, this dude on a whim lied on a thing he mailed to a company he figured no one would ever see. And then it's, it just turned into this. It's basically like buying Bitcoin in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> he just stumbled on into yeah. being the record holder for 35 years. That's kind of amazing. But then he, but then he stuck to it. When people, when people asked him, he was like, "Yeah, I did that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, okay. So he's a liar through and through. <laughs> Here, here's the story. Here, here's the, uh, <laughs> here's Rocky, Rocky's tale told, and I imagine this is ri- written by him, which is weird because it's in third person. Todd achieved a 5.74 with relative ease. Unsatisfied, he played harder, knocking a few hundredths of a second off of his score here and there. He eventually managed to get his time down to 5.51 seconds. He sent his new score to Activision. They didn't re- readily accept the incredible feat. Oh, they didn't. Activision thought this score was impossible, explains Todd. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Why is he, he quoting this? himself? <laughs> yeah, is this Maybe he's not. <laughs> but this is his website, or the archive of his website. What I didn't know was that they had a computer simulated perfect run. The computer's run was of a 554, and Activision wanted to know how I could do it better. I told them how I engaged the clutch until zero and then popped the clutch already in second gear. I max all four gears and downshift before the end so I don't blow my engine. <laughs> He's totally bullshitting. That explained the mystery, and Activision sent Todd a certificate with his high score on it. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled him. <laughs> he started second. He Fucking started second, and he ran it up. Like, That's how cars work. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Oh, what? hold on. Uh, Activision invited. Yeah, I got it. Activision yeah, invited eyes. him to be their guest at the 1982 CES awesome. in Chicago. 2004. It was very 2004 on the internet. At the okay. time, I thought it was a little bit much for a small town video game player to digest. Todd comments, but I said, "Okay, I'll do it." Oh, jeez, man, Todd, you're a hero. He's a liar. Do you think any of this interaction actually happened? I don't know. Like, this is all... Oh, I doubt. No, I'm pretty sure it happened. 
I'm just gonna pretend in my head that this didn't. This is all narrative that media he came work. Up with. He's. I want to see Todd's media work. Damn it! Not found. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it, Todd. Anyway, how cool is the Wayback Machine? That's that, awesome. Yeah, that, so that, that exists. I love going to like Wayback Yahoo and stuff like that, and just living alone, crying all by myself, looking at old websites. <laughs> so we got Sergeant Hale marrying Shinobu, and Todd. The villain liar Todd, <laughs> who has held an illegitimate record for 35 years. Well, I'm curious to know, like, who in 2018 was like, wait a second, yeah. That's, yeah. Impossible that's impossible in this drag race game from <laughs> uh, 40 years ago. Sure, because like like he had said, they had a they had a computer run that was perfect and it was above his score. <laughs> the same thing happened basically. Uh, like somebody who was in, I think it's somebody who's into tool assisted runs. Uh, Dissected the game. I was like, you can't do this. And they, yeah, they straight up said, you can't do it, frame by frame. You cannot do that. Uh, I yeah, let me see here. Let me scroll through. Uh, it's possible at five five four, but not five five one. Or yeah, I don't see how it's possible at, at like GDQ or something. There's a Reddit thread here. We go. This game. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, this is impossible. Uh, here we go. Oh boy, yeah. There's a whole Reddit thread oh of a gentleman God. who tested it and ran a bunch of tests, like the PAL version. And then based on all this, I'm going to make the assertion: five five one is not achievable in normal play. Even with some types of cheating, 551 is still very difficult to hit. You can try for yourself using a spreadsheet, driving it starting to gear two, or with an initial speed of two. So essentially, they just inject a bunch of numbers into the game and try and test the engine and see if it's possible. Anyway. How, many, how many comments are on that, that Reddit thread? Uh, 76. Oh, that's not so bad. Pretty. All right, VR anime wedding wins for me. Yeah, uh, you bet. Okay, that's this what guy I should win every week. Uh, Omar, what do you think? I'm actually very torn. This one up again. I I love the idea that this dude ran with this lie that he came up with on a whim for, for 35, 35 years. years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so good. Uh, They're both good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the liar. Oh wow, okay. Nice, nice. We got some competition, huh? Okay, Jacob, you're their tiebreaker Alrighty. here. Yeah, uh, he marries an, an eight year old vampire, or <laughs> in Todd. VR. Yeah, he programs it himself. Or Todd's got nothing else going on, so when he's seventeen, he lied about dragster or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and had to see, run with it. The way the way I see it, this whole drag race scandal, dra- <laughs> scandal, dra- drag gate, Todd gate. Um, I feel like that could all happen without the internet. Like oh. He could lie about a thing, but we wouldn't have never. We would have never known. Maybe people would have found out what's through other means. Then we yeah, could have sent a letter to Activision. Yeah, look at all these. This is the internet. That's all the simulation. Look oh, at, God. Look at all, well, you're not showing the anime wedding in VR. Sorry, you're right. Oops. Yeah. Imagine the lines of code that like, were written for that. That must have taken stop so it. long <laughs> to make that anime it. wedding. As weird as it is. It absolutely did. So I love it when he no, rubs that head. Yeah, when he rubs that head, that, that turns me off right yeah, there. Yeah, that makes yeah. me not what I want to fall for. I'm not saying it shouldn't turn you off. How old was she? Like 5,000 or something? She was like 800 years old. Okay. I'll give it to Anime Wedding. This guy was made happy by his experience. Todd caused misery for anime 35 wedding. years. <laughs> anime Wedding. Uh, so, Jacob, what's your vote? Anime Wedding. Oh, okay. That was closer than I thought it'd be. Right on. Uh, Clay is back at it. Says Todd Rogers has a myriad fake records over the years. It all comes down to a judge Whoa. willing to lie. We should we should be not Wait, we should what? not be giving Todd Rogers any more recognition. He lied about more stuff. Yeah, I think I think he's he's got multiple records. He's a liar. Yeah, his lately been. How is that not more amazing? No, that's terrible. I don't want to, I don't want to recognize this man anymore. Yeah, this is why you can't let Nether Jacob out. Oh, you, turn oh, yeah, into you might Todd, become Todd Rogers. Todd Rogers. Uh, I think I saw a bunch of I saw a bunch of new uh, Google icons popping into that spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, you guys yeah. are you guys are running those experiments. I hope do it. Uh, Turn right, that well. world upside down, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Todd Rush, the villain Todd Rogers. <laughs> well, thank you for watching, everybody. Uh, yeah, the Pueblo wedding sim. 
keeps it for another week. Probably will for a while. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find something tough to knock that off its pedestal. I'm surprised it got a ding though. Yeah, Omar's Omar's voting voting Todd. We didn't, we didn't give Omar the full scope of that project. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I guess that's true. I mean, it's, it it's, it's very creepy right off the bat. Well, the save the date's sure. pretty good. <laughs> I love that save the date. I want to zoom in on that again. Ooh. He made his own wedding invitation. Yeah, he did. Uh, and sent TV slash Sergeant Hale. Oh no, it's all. It's great. Non and there's, a, there's like a. Shinobu. I mean, this is great, but what is that underneath thing? it, there's a very sad person. You've probably. seen weaponized autism. He's probably very happy. He got very, married. But I mean, okay. And then he had a beautiful wedding night. <laughs> I'm sure he programmed that wedding night, you know all that? Yeah. There's enough of those games out now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, oh, you want to thanks, for, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you're watching live, the post show is coming up right after this. Uh, hopefully you didn't get too bummed out. Be wary of your dark thoughts. Don't put negativity <laughs> out there or you'll be on a collapsed stairwell soon enough. I should apologize to her. I'll write her a nice note. Say, while I was brushing my teeth, I thought this would happen. Actually, I didn't. I was just thinking about it in general, but... Uh, anyway, she's dead because of me, so I feel bad she's about fine. that. She's not dead. Her cat's well fed. I still though. wonder if you actually thought that, or if you're remembering that you thought that. <laughs> no, because like I, you I know, when you too. when you recall things, you you don't recall the thing. You recall thinking about the thing, and it changes slightly every time. Uh, check this out. Uh, next time somebody mentions a car to you and goes, "Boy, isn't that car cool?" and you go, "Yeah, that car is cool." You're gonna see it all over the road. Well, yeah, when you like that's when when you buy a car, like, oh, I, uh-huh. this is new, blah blah blah, and then it's fucking everywhere, yep. like a Prius. Yep. Oh, uh, the only yeah, the only the only reason I I believe my memory in this regard is I was able to trace back yeah, the train you can of thought. Back the thought. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, who knows? That's all fake too. Ah, cool. you've been inseparable. Somebody bought my memory. <laughs> Let those dark thoughts get into your head. Oh, Can't do my, that. My memory followers, man, wouldn't it be cool to wake up tomorrow and have a million Twitter followers? Hint, hint. I mean, you can do that, but it's just going to take a few months. <laughs> I need plausible deniability, like Todd. <laughs> I learned in 2049. I learned how to watch you realize that you had a bunch of bots. <laughs> Your Twitter followers were fake. You're not the quintessential gamer after all. I say no, but I beat Dead Space 2 on hard. <laughs> what? Anyway, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll catch you next week. And again, if you're watching, stay tuned for post show. We'll be back in a minute. Good berry for the time being. See ya. Look at those great buttons. Yeah, look at them mashed down. Nice right and away. good. Ooh.